like I'm George Jones Smoke rolling out the window And ice cold beer sitting in the console Hey, this is All Over the Road with Pirate and Chewbacca. This is show number 13, recorded on December 3rd, 2023. After a uh, two-week break from a uh, little Thanksgiving and everything, we, we are back to... Uh, bring you this podcast and uh first of all let me introduce my uh compatriot here how you doing pirate yeah i'm here i'm here man i'm here we uh had a nice relaxing i guess if you can call it thanksgiving break i don't know how relaxing it was for you but it really wasn't much for me um i ran around a lot but uh there, there was no drama Let's just, yeah, let's just put it that way. Holidays are just a lot of hustle and bustle. That's all it is. I don't, I don't mind the hustle and bustle. I was just worried about some kind of drama. Somebody would say something political or... Oh, okay. You were worried about the, the family drama. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, hus- the hustle and bustle. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, too, uh, I'm not too worried about that. But uh, yeah, so no, just a pretty good Thanksgiving. Um, you know, I broke my, my little... Uh, cleanse that day but you know it's thanksgiving for crying out loud you know no one diets on thanksgiving right and and this isn't even a diet that's why I'd, i shouldn't even use that word i'm cleansing you know yeah. well <laughs> unless you're having turkey salad that's the only diet you're gonna have if you're <laughs> right right <laughs> Does that even exists nope i had me some mashed taters because i made them and i'm the kind of guy who makes mashed potatoes with the skin still on it i, oh, okay. I, I love the skin style. oh yeah and you know we used a couple uh you know, it felt like a pound of uh, Irish butter in it, and then uh, my my trick, and it's not much of a trick. A lot of people do milk. I use half and half to give it that really creamy texture. Oh, you use a little bit of half and half. Eh? Yeah, some more, some half and half. My coffee, coffee half and half. Wow, so, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, tried it that way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, it's just good to be back here doing the show, and um, we got a we got a bunch of stuff to. Um, talk about here and uh we'll we'll get we'll get it to here in a second but a quick side uh show note we um we had our first caller on the show today too so um you'll you'll be hearing that here in the uh in the near future don't no don't can't tell you exactly right now because we already pre-recorded that segment so uh it'll it'll transition into the uh, phone call later into the uh into the show but uh yeah so um Let's go ahead and uh, get into our first subject of the day. I won't do no transition chime since uh, we just did like a little intro and uh, get into what we're going to talk about. So uh, I'm going to pass it on to you, Pyre, with uh, with a little uh, This Day in History. So this what do we got going? in history this today, day, December this, 3rd. This Day in History, right. Yes, sir, December 3rd is the day that uh, there's actually an enormous gas leak from a Union Carbide plant in Bhopal, India. Okay. And it, uh, yeah, ultimately 15 to 20,000 deaths. And uh, it left about a half a million survivors from this gas leak with chronic medical ailments. Jeez. And uh, yeah, 1984. Okay, I was just about to ask, yeah. what year was it? Because yeah. when, when he's talking 3rd. about today, folks, he's talking about December 3rd, you know, whatever yeah. happened in this day in history. And then, um, well... Apparently, I, I, you know anything about American painters? Well, you mean like like Norman Rockwell? Those and, type of guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah Thomas Kincaid. So I know a couple guys. I'm yeah. not like an artist well, kind of dude. There was one guy called uh, Gilbert Stewart. Mm-hmm. He was from the 1700s. Um, Never heard of him. Yeah, he was a famous painter. Uh, he was born on this day. So Okay. 
Yeah, he painted a lot of colonial paintings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I say I'm not an artsy fartsy guy, but when I think American painters, I guess I'm more contemporary. I was thinking of Bob Ross on PBS. Yeah, Remember yeah. him with the he had the big old Jufro and yeah, yeah, he goes, Let's yeah. get you a mountain here, you know, that yeah. nice mountain. Oh, that's beautiful, right? You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so remember back in the in the nineties when we used to do Napster? Um, I didn't do too much of that actually. Oh, you I didn't do that. I did a little bit. I, I probably downloaded 50, 60 songs. Yeah, I, I downloaded them. I thought that was the greatest thing since Apple Pie, man. It was like you can get any song, mm-hmm. put it in your little disc or file on your computer. The MP3. Didn't have to it's pay an MP3. for it. Yeah, it's it was, an MP3 file. Because, you know, at the so, time. So what, did that, de- that debuted in this day in history? Back well, No, this guy, uh, um, Sean Parker, who was the uh, inventor of that, was mm-hmm. born this day. Oh, okay. Yeah. What year was that? Uh, 1979. 79. Okay, so he yeah. just made he just made it. December third, 1979. He was born. Yeah. Well, on a side note, the, the only reason why I didn't do too much Napster is I started realizing that the uh, because somebody has to take a CD and rip it is what they call it. They yep. they rip the files off of it, and that's where they put them in track one, two, three, four. How many ever tracks they are? Well, when you're ripping a CD, you pick a bit level. Well. Because of the internet speeds weren't as fast at the time, a lot of people opted for the highest compression rate, which is the lowest bit level. So it's kind of like golf. The lower score had a higher compression rate. And the music, some of the music I downloaded sounded like crap. And I started investigating in this because I work in IT. I'm like, okay, well, this is a little bit of computer stuff here. Why does this sound like crap? That's where I got educated on the bits and what they mean and what they do. And that's why I kind of stopped because I'm like, well, it might be free music, but it's free crap. <laughs> yeah, you can't sit there all day plus, and wait. Plus, it was illegal. I, I know there was a big fight of, you know, these artists are rich despite the pirating. Who cares? You know, and, and, and but I also get the argument of, well, hey, fuck you. You don't put my shit out on the internet and just download it free. That's, you know. Yeah. yeah. I saw both sides, you know. Yeah, it was it was kind of a strange when it got locked down fast anyways. It didn't it wasn't it wasn't out that long. It was only out for a couple of years. A couple of years and it was um, done. Well, the finally the the legality part kicked yeah. in and you can't you can't do that. It put it to rest. But it did usher in the era of digital music with Apple with iTunes. And stuff like that. And I mean, you're you're 100 iTunes. So am I. I can't tell you last time I bought a CD. I've done Spotify before. Mm-hmm. I've done SoundCloud. I've done, um, you know, different uh, streaming Prime Prime Tunes or whatever they have. Prime, Prime Music, Prime, Prime music, Tunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, Julianne Moore, 1960, she was born. Oh, Maude from she was she was actually Maude Lebowski in my one of my favorite movies the Jeff the, the big Lebowski yeah, not Jeffrey yeah, Lebowski yeah. yep she yeah. she's a Lebowski did you know that pirate you just watched it recently you didn't catch she, it she did was you? a Lebowski I didn't know she was the daughter of the big Lebowski the crazy old man in the wheelchair <gasps> okay yeah 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 so we had actually had a lot of Lebowskis in that uh, in that movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. She was the daughter. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Maude Lebowski. Yeah. She's the one who brought... She, oh, she was the, the one... The painter. Yeah, she was kind of eccentric in the yes, movie. Yes, She had a lot of crazy she, She's stuff the one who invited Jeffrey over to say something is off here. And she flew across the, the room. With the paint naked. Yeah, <laughs> that was a crazy scene. Yep. Crazy scene. And... Uh, nice. You, you like Julianne some, Moore. I am Iron Man. 
okay, Ozzy Osbourne, or is it, um, or is it Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr.? No, 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 no. Ozzy Osbourne was born in 1948. Ah, uh, happy birthday! To oh the, Lord, yeah. To the dark, <laughs> to the dark prince. Happy birthday to yeah, the dark yeah. prince. Um, you know, founding member of Black Sabbath and a great solo musician under Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. Yeah, and he had his own TV show. Yeah, you know that was great. Yeah, and his and his wife Sharon, she had, uh, you know, parts I, I did, shows. I did, I did. You know, I'm not, I'm barely a reality TV guy at all. But every now and then, shows like that, I'll watch. I, I enjoyed Ozzy's uh, reality show. I love the one he did with his son called the Jack and Ozzy World Detour, oh, where yeah, they traveled yeah. across the country because you learned a lot of historic facts. And then Ozzy's freaking hilarious, man. He is. He, he is, dude. Yeah. And then, did, did you remember the episode where they went to San Antonio and then they there was this urban legend for years that he's banned from the Alamo because he was arrested for pissing on it? Yes. Well, they linked up with the congressman who, who got a hold of the police and they looked up the records and they said, Ozzy, you actually were never banned from the Alamo. You were um, arrested for peeing in public. So he's like, so oh, oh, Ben from Alamo, you know, and so remember that episode? He got to go to the Alamo and check it out after all these years because he believed the urban legend himself. Yeah, I guess he did. He <laughs> well, ha- happy birthday legends. to the to the Prince of Darkness, man. Yeah. I, I like I like Ozzy. Ozzy's a cool dude. Oh, man. I like him too. I love his music, man. Yeah, he's great. Yep. Um, Jean Lou Goddard, mm-hmm. French director of movies, born in 1930. Okay. Rahendra Prasad, she was a president of, uh, or, or he was a president of India back in 1884. He was born, so this was a long time ago. And no, a real Indian. Oh yeah, a dot Indian. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, well, let's say what else we got here. This day in history: Tennessee Williams streetcar named Desire premiered in Broadway, starring Jessica Tandy, Kim Hunter, and Marlon Brando. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. that was in 1947. Ooh, old movie, man. Old movie. Freaking almost 80 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, there's not a ton of, like, big things that happened on December 3rd. So, um, Illinois was admitted into the 21st state of the United States of America this day. Okay. So you ever been Illinois? to Illinois? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plenty, plenty of time. I've been to, been to Chicago for business trips. Yep, I've been through there. Yep. 1818 is when they brought them in. Okay. Yeah. This, uh, so Illinois had a birthday. Yeah, had a birthday today. Uh huh. And uh, German composer Johann Bach. Yeah. Um, is seventeen twenty one. Yep. And um, he was born that time. And then uh, that's about it for uh, <clears throat> December third. Not a ton of well, ton of things still, that went on. Still interesting, regardless. And you know, and then you know. You know, happy birthday to Illinois. 216 barrels of rum. Yeah. So, so cool. All right. We'll go ahead and have a wrap up uh, this day in history. This week in Florida news, this is pirate reporting. And I know there's a <laughs> lot of fans out there that want to hear what the hell happened in Florida. Florida man, Florida stories. They're happening all the time, Chewy. Yeah. And, um, thinking of what you pulled up from the last couple of shows, I was like, you know what? I'm sure I've got some Florida news I can contribute as well. All the, all the, all the wacky stuff, right? I am on the, um, I am on the hunt 
as I would call it, for Florida news on a daily. <laughs> I look at the news constantly, and I save these stories because I know all y'all visitors or listeners, sorry about that, listeners do appreciate these Florida stories. <laughs> That's right. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> I've been feeling that way lately as well. <laughs> That's so, the best sound bite ever, yeah, man. That that is a, basically a rendition of how I feel after I hear these uh, Florida stories. Yeah, so sorry, folks, you might lose some brain cells here. Yes, you know, <laughs> I've lost a bunch. Believe me, <laughs> go, go for it because I got stuff to follow up as well. So here, a sinkhole opened up under the Florida theme park called Bush Gardens yeah. in Tampa. Bay. The Dark Continent. Yeah, it was the Dark Continent over there. It's a 15 by 15 foot sinkhole near their white wastewater pond supply uh, pond that they have. It opened up on November 18th and 15 by 15 hole and most of the water went down below into the aquifer. So that's a lot of wastewater. Yeah, yeah. They said somewhere around uh, 2.5 million gallons of wastewater went into the aquifer. Oh, geez. That's a lot of toilet flushing. So I might be drinking some, or you too, we're both on a well. We might, be drinking, we might be drinking some shitty water. Uh, if it makes it down our way. Well, you never know. This is, hey, it's kind of like Mufasa and uh, the Lion King, the circle of life, right? Ugh. Well, Oh. The one thing is, is the aquifer has lots of filters and like, you know, like natural lime, filters, lime, limestone rocks and rocks. Well, that's that, what makes it drinkable. Yes. And it traps it. And of course, there's so much water down there. So maybe 2.5 million gallons compared to how many gallons are under the ground already. Maybe more. Well, people do forget animals do shit and piss in it. Yeah, there is fish and animals that get in these caves. Manatees. Manatees. Yeah, so there is. Wookies. Wookie. There could be <laughs> Loch Ness. Yeah. yeah. Nessie, right? Nessie She's probably down in. there. She's probably down there taking a crap. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who, who the hell knows? Taking right. a leak in there? Yeah. Am I not the captain of this ship? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's they're they're investigating the state of Florida e environmental is investigating and they ain't gonna do shit. No, I think they're not gonna do no. nothing they can do. No. You can't go dig up Two hundred? How many millions you said of wastewater? Two point five million gallons. Yeah, of wastewater. Two, yeah. They're not going to go. What are they going to do? The only thing they can probably do is test how, it. How do you fill that hole? Well, that uh, that I don't know about. But the the only thing I can think about to your other point with this inspection team is that they're going to have to go out to certain places around this area and drill and test the water and to make sure, like in a neighborhood like yours or myself, hey, you might get a notice. Hey, don't don't drink the. Uh, don't drink from your well because we found contaminants. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the vicinity of right. the, the where they gardens, find where they find a positive yeah, test, maybe they need to do some well sample tests in the area around that area, which well, that, most people. Well, no, that's what I imagine they're going to do. And most yeah. people in that area might be just on city water because that is a city over there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, right. That's, that's not a rural area over that's, there. That's a good point. There are some rural areas probably to the east, but the vicinity of that area is well, mainly. That, it just worries me because you know you and I are on well. You know, not that I drink out of the tap, but I still brush my teeth with it, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, hey, yeah. my bidet is shooting my, the Fundoshi area. You know, with uh, water. 
So well, you're going to shoot dirty water on your dirty, dirty uh, colon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So since you want to do a Florida story, why don't you do this next one? And then we'll rotate back to me, Chewy. All right. Florida woman who reportedly stabbed sister with EpiPen said it was because she's allergic to drunks. She, uh, so a Florida woman and her sister with an EpiPen as the two were drinking together because she's allergic to drunks, according to the Naples Police Department. So it'd be like you, uh, me, stabbing you now because we're doing this podcast and then be like, well, why'd you stab your friend? I was like, because we're doing a podcast. Yeah, I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't. I'm, I was done with him. He's being yeah. a jerk. Yeah, I, he, he was saying shit I didn't like, so I'm going to stab him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you do another one. Okay, so here's here's a story that's this is just. So when there's a, 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 a. In Florida, when there's a lot of traffic, like most people don't even realize that they need to pull over when there's a cop coming or a sheriff. Right. Or a fire truck or. Or, or I think you have to slow down, like. If you can't get over, it was something like 15 miles under the speed limit. limit. So if you're in a 45, you can't get over, you better be going 30 when you go past that cop. Yes, yes. Well, these people that move here from wherever they're moving, apparently they don't realize these laws or don't study the DMV book when they're getting their license. Of course they don't. These son of a guns had a wreck in Marion County, which is Ocala, just before 9 a.m. on Tuesday. They had a fire rescue truck responding to a medical call. It ran into a pickup truck and a small bus hauling people. Wow. And over 14 people were injured in this. All, all due to jackassery. Yeah, the bus rolled over on its side. Um, there was, um, it, it happened right in front of the fire station. So, like most of the time when I'm riding by a fire station, I see the fire station here in Zombie Town where we live. I drive through there. I go, hey. Fire engines could be close by. Maybe I should slow down. Mm-hmm. I think that way. I look for the flashing lights. Apparently, these people just don't. Well, I had an example this morning driving over here. Um, this guy in this motorcycle passed us all by in our cars and pulled up to the front to the big white line by the light. And I'm like, I don't even know if you knew this, Pirate. I was like, did we get white line laws in the state or something? And, and in California, and I learned this when I lived out there, They have what's called a white line law. So it is completely legal for a motorcycle to maneuver through cars to get to the front of the line or in a traffic jam on the interstate. And that's the culture. That's normal, which makes sense. Get one more vehicle moving, right? Because that's the idea. I really don't like that because I think who gives you the right to step in line? And that'd be like you go to the... The, well, the and, well, I'm just saying. And you cut in front of everybody. Well, and that's that's the thing. Or you're in the lunch line. Well, that the, that's the, the thing. Line. That's why we have different states. Well, this jackass did it this morning, and I'm a little ignorant to motorcycle law, so I started googling it. We never passed such law no, here. We have so so either either this person is from out of state, or they're just another jackass that got a motorcycle license because. He is the second one now I've noticed in two or three months that's doing the white line thing like they think they're in California. And it's like, um, no, because here's the scary part, Pirate. People aren't in tune to that culture in the state. So if they pull this crap on the interstate, plenty of times when you're at a complete stop, people will open up their door to get out of the car to see what's going on or maybe just stretch their legs for a second. Yes. A person in this state is not going to think 
to look in their side mirror for an oncoming motorcycle, and we're going to see a door get taken out and possibly a couple of folks get hurt out of this. So if you're doing this shit in this state, stop because it's not legal. It's not fucking California. No, no, ain't nothing. Ain't nothing like California in our state. So just don't even California, my Florida. Yeah. So, and, and, and you know, another thing is um, today when I was on my way up to uh, this Christmas tree farm with my wife, mm-hmm. we're on US 301, which is a rural highway here in Florida. And we're going northbound. And, um, it's a two lane going north and I'm just cruising along doing the speed limit. Okay. I'm not in no flipping hurry. All right. It's Sunday. I'm going to a Christmas tree farm. There's no reason I need to be going 75, 85 miles an hour. I just don't think it's necessary. Mm-hmm. And I'm driving along in the right lane in this son of a bitch. There's another car beside me. I check my mirror, look over to the left. I look to the right. I'm constantly checking you know, as a former truck driver, I have that always in my blood to check left, right, check left, right. Defensive driving. Well, you have a trailer, you know, I'm mm-hmm. used to that. So I'm, I'm moving, moving along and in an instant after I turned my head into center again, there was a dude on a crotch rocket, little fat boy too, big ass hanging out and everything. He's, and he had a helmet on though, but he was flying and he got, I'm saying inches between me and the other car. So he squeezed in he between squeezed you. in between us. At a high speed. At a very high speed. Scared the living shit out of the guy next to me and me. We both swerved. Yeah. Can you imagine if one of us would have swerved the wrong direction? No kidding. Well, that guy, that guy is on a fast pace for a deathbed. Oh, bed. he is. And you he you don't it. survive a crash like and that. Chewy, he did this shit all the way down the road. He was zipping in and out between cars. Yes. And, and, and we don't have white line laws here. And people got to know that. No. And I've seen this happen on the right side. I've seen it where there's two cars side by side going down the interstate or down the road. And these assholes either go in the left white lane or the right way white. And that's, that is a, that is a, my cop friend says that's a moving violation. You do not maneuver in past the, the white line. Lane. Right, or the emergency lane. You do not maneuver. Or go off the off the side of the road or into the median to get around people. Right. And Boy, this is what these jackasses do. These people are getting bold, aren't they? They're getting ballsy. And you know, ballsy, yeah. Here's what happens out here in, in Zombie Town, and then we'll get back to Florida. Because this is a Florida story. It is. You know, we are, we're, hey, is, we are, we are, we're going off about Florida, folks. So, this is uh, to educate everybody who's an out-of-state listener yeah. or people that are, are still living under a rock in Florida. But pretty much... In Florida, we've had an influx of people, and you know they don't, they don't know our cultures, they don't know our laws. They don't, and we have we have a distinct culture and a distinct laws, and it's a free state. But we, everyone respected for many many years each other. We knew no one ever looked at a speed limit sign for years. Now you can't even go fast anymore because there's too many people driving like they come from up north. Yeah, you can't even hit the speed limit hardly yeah, anymore. They drive ridiculous down yeah. there now. And then, so these people, let me tell you this story. I've noticed this for the last couple months. So I'll be in the right lane, and there'll be a left turn lane and a right turn lane. Mm-hmm. So I'll pull up, I'll be at the stoplight, and I'm waiting. Of course, I'm waiting a minute or two. Traffic stacked up behind me. There'll be a dude... He'll either come on the left side because there's nobody turning left because it's some loser road that no one wants to go down or the right side. And he'll come around. He'll sit there at the red light with us. As soon as the son of a bitch turns green, jams on it and gets in front of everybody. 
And this, I've also seen this happen. Like he's at the pit stop or something. Yes, and I've also seen it <laughs> in front of all of us. So yeah. there are some people that get pissed. They start honking. I honk sometimes, too. I'm like, who do you think you are that you're going to pull in front of us? Mm-hmm. And then I've seen this also. I was moving one time, and traffic was slowing down, and there was a little gap between me and the vehicle in front of me because he started speeding up. This dude comes around and squeezes in. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I oh, uh, that chaps me. That chaps my uh-huh. ass. This is chapping my ass. Uh-huh. And so I, I, I was talking to my son about this, my older son, <clears throat> and he said, "Dad, I was looking on the uh, internet. You know, he's on social media and all kinds of stuff." He says this is a big thing that they do up in New York. Mm, so they're bringing some of their culture down here. Yes. But uh, says they're impatient and they're lousy drivers up there. And see, and see, I, I can tell you the difference uh, uh, up there compared to down here is up there, honking and yelling is normal, but nobody ever does anything about it. Right. You do that down here, you about to get your ass whooped. Yeah, people. I mean, people we, 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 in a way, we're less tolerant than New Yorkers. It's weird for me to say that, but I know the culture of New York City pretty well. But we are actually less tolerant because they're so used to it up there, man. I mean, they're they're so used to well, somebody just honking the horn, like like up there, dude. When that light turns green, people are already honking, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's fucking funny. But you do that here, you get pissed off. Hey, it's like, hey, hey, motherfucker, the light just turned green. You know, piss off. Here's another thing that I've noticed too. Um, I'll be going down a, you know, a rural highway going 50, 60 miles an hour like I'm supposed to. And I'm hauling ass and some son of a bitch will roll through the stop sign and pull out in front of us. Mm-hmm. And here I'm going 50, 60, 65, and I got to crank it down to 20 miles an hour because this son of a bitch. He just cut, cut you off. Thinks he's important, more important than everybody. Can't wait a minute for us to pass by his street. All right. And that's just, that's what we're seeing out there. Guys. Well, w- welcome to. Welcome to the, uh, you know, Florida driving. So uh, you want me to do the next one here, Pirate? Well, let me let me finish up with this segment on this. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. So here, here, nobody can see this picture except for Chewy, but that's what it looked like when mm-hmm. that bus and that pickup truck. Now, the bus flipped over as well, but the, the pickup truck hit that that fire truck. Yeah. And that's ridiculous that. Yeah. A fire truck is the, the rescuers are now out of commission because of people simply not paying attention or or going too fast. And whoever was being responded to for that medical emergency, they probably had to call backup for another fire department to show up. More more delays. Or maybe that person could have died. Mm -hmm. So this is just a reminder that wherever you are, when you see an emergency vehicle, you don't know what they're doing or where they're going. Pull over to the next lane. Just pull over, give it a second, slow down. Or you have to slow down. Like I said, 15, 15 under the speed limit. And it's like, you know what? Well, do even better to slow down more than that. So just, yeah. and uh, I'm glad we passed that law because it's necessary around here. Um, my sister who lives up in Tennessee, they've been doing that for years. Yeah. It's a law, yeah. It's a law up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're. They, they we're, probably take it serious there we're, too. Oh, they do. Um, we're, we're just getting used to it now. And stories like this is an example of why you, why you got to slow down. Yeah, absolutely. You got another story, Chewy? Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Florida man pleads guilty to using COVID loan for Lamborghini. David Hines of Miami pleaded guilty to fraudulently obtaining $3.9 million in federal coronavirus loans and using some of that money to buy himself a Lamborghini. 
And in this story, I've heard over and over again that these people how corrupt took took money from the on the, both sides the, from the government and the American people and in and, and falsified government documents just to buy personal rich vehicles like a Lamborghini. Yeah, but then they, the, but the, the, if you want to pick on the government, this is the same government who told you during COVID to follow the science. You can't even follow the money hard well, half the time. But well, here's the big to do. Why isn't their vetting a little bit better? One would think they're with, just writing with, checks. To well, anybody. one would, would one would think with the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, military intelligence, and let's just say some black ops we don't know about. So I just listed off five agencies. One of those would be on this shit. Apparently not. No, no. Uh, apparently, apparently they're not listening to us as much as I thought they were. Or maybe they're just listening to people that they key in on for certain behavior. Yeah, or or, the, or that AI is going to be able to give them even a more of a narrowed list, you know, because it'll be able to and search maybe it down. Maybe this guy here, he's under the radar because maybe he's never done anything like this before, and people try to push it to the limit but, nowadays. But you know what, $3.9 million, so that's not even just like, <laughs> I just got $100,000 from the federal government. No. But you know... That would be kind of nice, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? I got a hundred thousand. Hey, cool. You know, I can pay off my bills and keep working, of course. But uh, was, is this we're gonna we're gonna have a good Christmas. This guy got three point nine million dollars from the federal government. Was this a paycheck loan or what was this? Federal COVID loan. COVID COVID loan for um. Yeah, they were giving out da, 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 federal coronavirus loans. It didn't go into the details of how he obtained it. I guess it. there was some type of loans. Yeah. Cause I remember there was paycheck loans. There was other business loans. Right. And, and, and I know you got helped out with that, but um, no, I've heard of these stories in other places too, that they uh, falsified uh, civilians doc falsified documents to get money. Yeah. The process and the application is pretty stringent. I mean, there's a lot of document. Yeah. 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 Some you have to send in. Yeah. And... yeah somehow the guy was driving around a Lamborghini for a while, know. you know, but you know what that was? He, um, he was a dumbass. Had he never bought that Lamborghini and people reported it, he would probably have been just fine. Yeah. He probably, if he, but, but cause he flaunted it, what he should have done is move somewhere else. Then buy the Lamborghini. You know, yeah, and the people that were in his normal area, his normal neighborhood, his co-workers they probably turned him in. They probably, yeah, that's, that's who's going to turn him in. Right. And, you know, uh, had he maybe waited a while and just held on to the money, you know, yeah. he probably would have got away with it, like you said. Yeah. 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 So well, some people just just can't, you know, they just can't wait. Here, I got one one more for you in Florida news. Um, Florida man on lawnmower hits cop car, gets arrested for DUI. A Haines City man was arrested and charged with driving under the influence after he allegedly crashed his lawnmower into a police car, according to Haines City Police Department. Polk County prison records and a report in the Lakeland Ledger, Gary Wayne Anderson was charged with driving under the influence. <laughs> and this was in Lakeland, right? That's it, in Haines City. Okay. So, so uh, the, the Lakeland Ledger um, oh, the Lakeland bro broke, Ledger broke the, the, broke the story. But this guy drove a lawnmower into a police car and then was arrested for DUI and I'm sure damaging county, city, property, whatever. Yeah. But he got a DUI on a lawnmower. Yeah, George <laughs> Jones actually had this happen to him once. The country singer George Jones. Yeah. He actually was on a, uh, you know, I guess his old lady had taken the uh, 
keys to his car, so he jumped on a lawnmower. And and this was when he lived in Florida. He lived George Jones lived in Lakeland at yeah. one time, and he drove it into town, and and he got arrested for DUI on a lawnmower as well. Wow! wow. Yeah, so this is probably a, a common occurrence in Lakeland. Oh yeah, yeah. In that Polk County area. Well, I got, you got another, another one. Okay. Got, yeah, I've got a few more. So here we got a Florida man arrested. Go figure. Allegedly stabbing a woman several times because he just wanted to. <laughs> this guy had stabbed this lady several times with a, a knife. A knife. Yeah, because he wanted to. And this, and then he, after following her out of a Naples Walgreens, said the Collier County Sheriff's. Wow. This guy, Kenneth Bryan, 34 years old, charged with aggravated battery with a de- uh, deadly weapon. Uh, happened on a Sunday, shortly after 2 p.m. And, uh, yeah, he followed her out to the parking lot. And, um, you know, the woman noticed him uh, following her, and she sped up to get away, but she was unsuccessful. He stabbed her in the back twice, and um, she thought she was being punched, but she saw blood coming, and uh, that's when she fell. And, um, you know, of course, they the people came to help her, and they took her, and apparently she made it all right. She was transported uh, to the hospital, and the other guy transported to the Naples Jail Center. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I, I just got a headline for you. I know you got a couple more left, but we're kind of zippering in and out. This one's just a headline. Uh, 77-year-old man from the village is arrested after found with $1,800 worth of illegal erectile dysfunctional pills. Oh, my God. <laughs> or dysfunction pills. So he had a lot of dick pills. Yeah, and he wanted them to function as well. <laughs> right, here's one. Okay. Disgruntled Wawa customer in Florida attacks couple with wine bottle after they refuse to pay for it. <laughs> so, this, you know, there's a lot. So they, so they won't pay for it, but they want to be pissed about it. Well, when I'm at the Trash K here in Zombie Town, mm-hmm. otherwise known as the White Trash K or Circle K. Right, right. Um, there's a lot of trashy people that hang out, and they're usually like homeless or druggies or what have you. Yeah. And um, they'll they'll approach people sometimes, just like they approach these people in Wawa. And they try to get you to purchase stuff for them. I ain't got no money, man. Can you buy me a beer or can you buy me a drink? Or, you know, sometimes when the people are like, depending on how they approach me, if they're pretty cool about it, I just flip them $2 or $3. Here you go, buddy. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, have at it, you know, whatever you need, go get it. it but sometimes they're pretty rude. So I'm just like, look, I ain't got nothing, man. I'm, I'm out. I'm tapped. Yeah. But that's how they get you in the line. Cause yeah. they know you're using a credit they get card you in the line. And they, and that's what they did to these people. They, this, this person had slipped a bottle of wine in front of the cashier. Cashier probably didn't know, scanned it and boom, they, they all of a sudden it was on the uh, bill and it got paid for. And these people said, Hey, I need to take this wine bottle off of my sale. I, I don't want to pay for this. That's, that lady's back there. Oh. And um, that's when the they lady. tried the old slipperoonie. Yeah. And the lady. Got uh, pissed. Yeah, she she got pissed. So she she uh, grabbed the bottle of wine uh, and, and put it in her hand and swung it at the boyfriend and knocked him one. Whoa. Yeah. Dang. And, uh, yeah, she was uh, screaming and yelling, why can't you pay for my bottle of wine? And she threatened the, the woman and, uh, of course, hit the wet lady in the head as well. And uh, so uh, what does it say here? It says uh, she continued to make threats and wanted to kill them. 
and attempted to hit them with the part the wine bottle outside in the parking lot after Jesus Christ. Yeah, after and then you know so the police was called. She, she also tried to call an Uber while the police were on their way. The Uber showed up and um, refused the driver. Good because he and, probably he probably saw that she's out of her freaking skull. Yeah, she's out of her skull, and she took off down the road on her own feet. And eventually, <laughs> she tried to run. <laughs> she ran with the bottle of wine. She really wanted this damn bottle of wine. No man. kidding, man. She's Jesus. working hard for this you wine. If I would have seen somebody trying that hard, I would have said, "You know what? You really need a drink." Here you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she uh, booked and uh, you know for aggravated battery, deadly weapon, booked in of course, Seminole of course, county jail. Um, I've got uh, I've got like. Uh, Florida deputies discovered dead man in car trunk. Suspect was self-inflicted gunshot wound. Oh, sad. Yeah. Well, maybe he was murdered. Yeah. To make it look like a suicide. Yeah. There's evidence of foul play. Yep. Um, they're doing some. Uh, yeah, who shoots himself in a trunk, right? Yeah. There's some investigation going there. There's always stuff going on like this in Florida. We got a uh, Florida teen arrested for threatening a school shooting in a group chat. 13-year-old kid at a middle school was arrested. Wow. He was on a group chat. He he was a little bit ticked he got, off. He got pissed off. Said he wanted to, on Snapchat. Wow. Said he wanted to carry out a school shooting, and people said, we're not having it. And they reported it to the sheriff's parents and the students alike, and that's when the law enforcement, of course, arrived at the suspect's home, and mm-hmm. he admitted it, and... um he said he was only joking. Oh, sure. Yeah, they always say that, don't they? Uh-huh. Yeah, we're only joking. And he was transported to the Pinellas uh, Juvenile Assessment Center. Um, one last thing, Florida teacher assistant arrested for after allegedly slapping middle schooler inside classroom. Um, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I did. I, you know, some of these kids, the way they act nowadays. I'm about to say, I almost guarantee you that little shit deserved it. It probably provoked But, but that's what they do. They arrest the teacher instead. Yeah. I mean, hey, remember in the 80s when we were kids? You got a paddle. Yeah. You got you got suspension or a paddle. Well, you took the licks because, at least in the PE coaches, they were cool enough not to send you to the dean's office. They handled it on site. You took your whips. I mean, I never got licked because I was a good kid. But you know, you got you definitely remember at the man junior high um, locker room. You'd see you'd see a guy take his licks because it's either that or go to see the dean. Of course, you're going to take your licks, right? Yeah, you're going to take them. Yeah, well, but not now these days. Now these days, they, they arrest the teacher if they do that shit, right? Well, I, this actual story here, Chewy. What happened is is um, this this teacher you. Um, uh, Ute is her name, Galloway, 61 years old. She slapped the student. They were um, doing some type of exercise where they were uh, involved in drawing a turkey for Thanksgiving, and they weren't supposed to look at the paper. The student, I guess, reportedly uh, looked at it, and that's when this lady, Galloway, hit him. So she in her 60s, so she's a little more old school. Yeah, yeah, she probably, uh, you know, went. I don't know. She probably just smacked his hand or something Who like knows? that. You know, they, 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 hey, they, they, they take, they take a molehill now and turn it into a mountain. Like this other story I'm going to talk about, not Florida news, but I had to fill you in and show prep, and then 
then you got fired up. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, the story there. That lady was arrested for that and they're doing more investigating and you know, who, who knows what the actual cause of that whole situation was. Well, it's, uh, it's Florida and, uh, it's always crazy down here as they say. What's your assessment of this alert? It's a clusterfuck. Yeah, that's Florida that is, for you, right? That is the assessment of the Florida as we speak. Black face. So, uh, Pirate, I filled you into that, but I'm going to the official article now. Deadspin, which is an online so-called media outlet. They've been, they've been around for a long time. Ripped a young Chiefs fan for wearing blackface and a head and a headdress. And uh, you didn't see this earlier, but this is the picture that he decided to put all over the internets. So, uh, I see it. Yeah. It looks like a, a an Indian chief. Yeah. The headdress and he's got a chief's, um, uh, uh Jersey looks pretty cool. Got a chief's Jersey, but look at his face. Yeah. That, that's the picture they decided to post. They tweeted or X'd, whatever you call it. Yeah. There's a little bit of makeup on that face. To, uh, well, man. yeah, they, um, they did this. They did this to basically gaslight. So they accused the child of being in blackface at a um, at Chiefs game. And how old is this child? Um, he, to me, looks like he's roughly about nine or ten. And I'm not going to say his name, even if it's in this article, because I'm all about um, uh, protecting kids. So, you know, you, you viewers can't see this, but you know what? I'll put this link in the um, show notes. Had... They showed these pictures, and you know damn well that this um, so-called journalist from Deadspin um, did. He wouldn't even have talked about this. So there's, so there's a kid. There, the other side of his face was painted red. But he the looks op- like he's got a lot of team spirit for the Kansas. He City does, Chiefs. and well, the optics here was he posted about a child wearing blackface at a football game. So he wanted to invoke racism, and he's a gaslighter. I don't see any racism there because I see part of the face being black and part of it red. And according, but, but that's the point part. He saw, he, you know, this guy and his name is Karan J Phillips. Now, you know, Karan saw these other pictures, but decided to post just that one just to gaslight and stir the pot. Because guess what? It didn't stop with a tweet. Okay. Because there, there, there he is there. There's, yeah. there's the other picture that mm-hmm. you don't see. The major networks took off with it about how such a racist country we were. Really? Everything. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. last I knew, we can go to any store and buy a can of black makeup mm-hmm. and use it for Halloween decorations all day long, or Halloween costumes, face masks. You can sell uh, red paint, orange paint, blue paint. And to your point. There are plenty of other football fans who paint their face up, too. Well, how about when the baseball players or football players put the little black streak under their eyes? And they put the black streak under their eyes because it reduces glare. glare. So that, that could but, be but this, this black face. This guy, he's a piece of shit because, first of all, he, he crossed a morality line you don't cross. He's picking on a kid. Yes. Okay. Second of all, he didn't report the whole story by only tweeting that picture when all these other pictures are here. And I don't even know where he got these pictures from. Uh, it could have been a professional photographer or whatever, you know, had he opinion opined about this, it wouldn't have gone anywhere, but see, 
we're not done yet with this story yet, Pirate, because to our point, we're talking about other fans wear face paint, whatever. Well, it's the headdress now that's offensive and racist. You know, well, okay. Now, okay, so they've retracted from the blackface, but the headdress is still offensive, which I don't find offensive. Do you? No, I mean, I think it's giving uh, honor to to remembering the heritage of Indians when they have the Kansas City Chiefs right. as their mascot. What, whatever, whatever. Um, I think I think that area was Cherokee, if I if I believe in part Sioux. I mean, I know a little bit about the Native well, Americans. I, I, I want to say that um, I have a little bit of Cherokee Indian in me. I'm you're, my, you're, my great grandma's yeah, side. Yeah. Well, well, we're we're gonna get we're gonna get to that part of the story here. Mm-hmm. So so this guy. Karan J. Phillips posted a a BS picture of this kid in blackface. And if you saw this picture, it looked like blackface and went after him for the native headdress. Okay. Now revealing that he was wearing red and black paint, but still tries to go after him for the headdress. Well, here's the next part of this story. Um, this kid is part engine. It's part Native American. I don't know which tribe. He's Indian. Yeah. And and I'm I don't do the political correct thing here because I don't mean it in any kind of offensive manner. If I said Indians were below me, okay, that's offensive, but that's that's not what I said. And Indians call themselves Indians. Maybe it's their N word. I don't know. But this kid is part Indian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this guy Karan J. Phillips from Deadspin posted a fall a a a selective picture of a kid in blackface with a headdress, all to stir the pot all to gaslight. And it turns out this kid is part native American. And regardless if he was a native American pirate, I don't care if you want to dress up like that. There's nothing wrong with dressing up like that. As long as you keep it in a respectful manner, it's not like the kid was walking around naked or anything, but his whole point is trying to ruin this kid's life over this stuff. And guess what? The backlash is intense because it's bullshit. And it's funny at first, at first, yep. At first, when I saw the name Karan J Phillips, he's, he's actually pretty pissed off now because people are going after him. He's getting called a Karen. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's a Karen. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's supposed to be America. You, you're supposed to be able to be who, and, and be who you want, live for who you want. And especially in these crazy times where where people find some people find it acceptable for a boy to pretend to pretend to be a girl or vice versa, that's acceptable. But you're going to tell me a Native American kid wearing his own fucking head garb, wearing war paint is offensive. It's not offensive. It's not offensive. It's a football game. It's a sport. He's being a, a great. Uh, sportsman, a representative, whatever. Yeah, he, he a fan, he's a fan, and and he's a young kid too. Here's the thing: Do you think he really knows? I mean, what he was doing? He he just thinking, I'm putting a mask on, I'm putting a headdress on. I want to be like the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like uh, these, these star football players. He's not thinking. I'll show them. I'll put on blackface and I'll make racists out of this. He's not. I doubt that's in his agenda. Yeah. This guy's got this kid pegged wrong. 
doesn't he have better things to to report on? Well, and luckily people are backing up. Elon Musk saw this because he does own Twitter. Uh, he tweeted, uh, "Karan Phillips is an unapologetic racist and deceiver. Shame on him." Yes. And eventually, it got to the point where the Deadspin senior editor um, had to chime in and said he he that there was a uh, um, a defa- de- defamatory hit on a white boy for wearing blackface, black paint, or face paint for his team colors. And he even used deceptive camera angles to make it look like back blackface. So this guy, Karan, is in trouble in all fronts now. Not only is he in trouble with his job, with his own freaking editor has to go in here and tweet. Is that how you, is that how you discipline people now? You tweet them? Yeah. Anyways, no, you know, you know, he's in trouble. Basically, the editor's trying to save face for Deadspin, saying, hey, yes, he wrote this piece for Deadspin, but he is no longer going to be representing Deadspin. I haven't heard if he got fired or not. I'm I'm looking through the uh, article here, but, uh, nah, yeah. It, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure maybe he... He's going to face some consequences. Well, this this kid and they're already luring up. They're they're, they're going to go after defamation. Sure. Because you don't mess with kids to start with. Why why are you going after a kid and you use deceptive selective editing by showing him in blackface and when you were called out on it, still doubled down with the headdress thing. Well, it's still racist because you're wearing a headdress and it turns out the kid's engine yeah, and you know, I, I remember hearing, you know, you know how they got rid of the Washington Redskins? Yes, they're the commanders. They got now. rid of the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, well, it needs to stop. Yeah, and, and the thing is, is they never got rid of the Kansas City Chiefs. Is I remember hearing the fans are fighting tooth and nail, and the owner says he's not interested in changing the name. See, and that's he's not bowing down to political correctness. See, you don't get weak. Needs. Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs is a is a is a great homage to the Native American culture. Look, we don't want to, you know, you don't want to erase everything in the United States culture, whether it be good or bad. But it's there's nothing good but, but, to remember. But some the of problem, the, bad the, the, the challenge is, you have some people who find it offended, offensive, and you have people like me and you that don't find it offensive. And it depends on who bows into our local high school here. The Chamberlain Chiefs, all these decades of history, took all the Chiefs logos down and the mascot because they felt it was racist. When it turns out calling someone chief and whatever language it comes from is a high honor. It is. There's nothing racist it's about like it. The boss and then, and then on top of that, your mascot was a native American chief. What's the freaking problem here? And what is the problem in Florida? This area was inhabited by engines. Yeah. I mean, Florida Tamp. you know, Tampa's not Tampa. the original name here it was Tampa with an N Yes. But the white people who in, in, uh, encountered the first indigenous people here heard it wrong, and we became Tampa with an M. Our real city's name should be with an N as in November, Tanpa. Yeah. yeah. But, but you know, that's it's, they, it's that's close. They interpreted it. And, it's it's, it's and, close. And look at a lot of the you know, the names of the rivers and towns like Withlacoochee, Okeechobee. Yep. The Kissimmee. Kiss, Kissimmee. Kissimmee. But we always, even us locals, we Kissimmee. joke about it. Kissimmee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Opalumka or Oklahoma, all these towns throughout central given, Florida. Given tribute. Yeah, they are Tallahassee. All of it. Those are all. Orlando. All these. You don't see people canceling those town names. Yeah, should we cancel the whole fucking state? Yeah, I mean, and here's what, here's what I wonder. Are these people just 
They're, they're just picking random stories that they see because they're probably not smart enough to go, well, let me check into all these Indian names throughout the country. You know, I'm sure we can go in other states. This Karen guy knew what he was fucking doing. Yes. He deceptively put a kid out there in blackface. Yeah, he was looking all, And then do you think the major NBC, ABC, CBS, they ran with this story. Do you think after this came out, the kid was injured a couple days later, they uh, retracted or apologized? Hell no. So you know what that also means? Not only can this kid sue Deadspin, he's going to go after them too because they never, they better, you know, and I don't, I don't, hey, we don't, we only do this as a hobby. I'm not monitoring the major networks. Maybe one of them have by now, and that's good for them because that gets them out of this pending lawsuit. When you do a retraction, it makes it harder to sue them for defamation because they realized, hey, we reported some false falsehoods here and turns out the kids, blah, 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 this, that, that. And hopefully it's over with. And you know what? As a person, if I was going after them, if I saw that they basically admitted they were wrong and basically apologized for it, I wouldn't go after them either. I'm like, okay, let's move on to the other people. Yeah. I so, know. so he's got he's got some newspapers that he's going to sue, or at least his parents, his lawyers, um, TV, you know, you name it, internet people, because Deadspin has been internet. It's an internet journalism, and Deadspin is uh, Dead Deadspin's more about. Um, like the tabloids and stuff, I think. Um, well, I, I remember when we uh, ran the TV show that I worked with uh, when I was younger, um, a lot of times as a courtesy, we would ask people before we started filming, hey, do you mind if we film a segment? Can you be on it? Right, right. And we got their permission in advance. Yeah. And we didn't have no legal paperwork or anything, but we just got a verbal handshake and, hey, do you want That's to? That's all you needed back because in the some day. Some people would throw their hand up and say, I, I don't want to be on. And, you know, you you, you got to, you know, and respect that. that. That photographer who took that picture and that reporter should have said, hey, is it okay we put your young child who's under 18? That too. They didn't get permission to blast this kid's face all over the internet. No, so they blasted they're, his face. They're, and they're, yeah, and there's, this kid got his 15 minutes of fame the wrong way. Well, he didn't even want to. He was just there supporting mm -hmm. his team mm -hmm. as a chief. And this reporter got his 15 minutes K of fame. Karen. Well, I, I do believe, Pirate, little backtrack here with Deadspin. I think Deadspin also got sued by Hulk Hogan because they released his sex tape with Bubba the Love Sponges. Oh, the Bubba um, tapes, yeah. Yeah. And which was sleazy all the way around. Yes. But Hogan sued Deadspin because they're the ones who ran That's with the right. story. That was a couple years back. Yeah, they're the ones who, who ran with that story and let the whole world know that Hulk Hogan slept with his buddy's wife. And what's sleazy about it on all the fronts is that, first of all, your buddy agrees to it. Okay, that's a little weird, but whatever. But the buddy was secretly filming it, okay? And then the buddy sold the tape to Deadspin, and then Deadspin ran off on it. I don't so, believe any of it. So, so what do you mean you don't believe any of it? I don't believe that, uh, that Bubba was filming it. I don't believe Bubba sold it. I don't believe you Bubba you okayed it. You think they're all in on it? I think, yes. <laughs> well, but, uh, Hulk Hogan ended up getting a big payday out of it, right? I mean, legal legalities are legalities. You know, he was a victim, apparently. But <laughs> <laughs> he played. He think he I, I played mean, what victim. What about the woman in the incident? Well, Bubba's wife was pretty freaking hot and yeah. went to town because I saw just a like a thirty second clip of it, and you know, they, it was fuzzed out. You know, but I was like, 
wow, she's kind of pretty. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently them two well, don't really talk well, anymore. So, well, so I'm just saying, not only did Hulk Hogan sue Deadspin, he also sued Bubba, but they still had the agreement, hey, man, come over and bang my wife. That's, I don't know, man. That's, that's, that's a lifestyle that I've, I at least know. I've, I've, I've actually had that offered to me. Oh, but they, they were swingers. They were nice people too. Okay. They were, they were nice people, but they were swingers, but I am not, you know? And it just was weird to me that your friend would tell you, Hey man, why don't you come over and paint my wife? I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess he just wants to sit back and chill and watch. Yeah. But the whole filming thing, I don't know. I, 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 Kind of see your point that you don't believe. That- I don't believe it. I never did. I mean, I heard a lot of the hearings when that was going down, and read there was an actual court it. case. Like Hulk Hogan sued Bubba and sued Deadspin, and he it. got he got millions out of it. Yeah, I seen some of it on TV. I I looked into it and watched it a little bit. I forgot all about that. Yeah, so this is the same, and that's why that editor's on here tweeting to to save face. But either way, shame on shame on you, Karen. And I love the responses. Uh, Kevin Sorbo, a Hercules, says. Hey, Karen and Deadspin, when you're done writing um, this kid a big fat check, could you make something up about me? I'll use a defamation suit fund to fund my next movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm a court of public opinion right now because this is public opinion. Good on him. Good on this to, to happen for that kid. And I hope he sues the shit out of him. And I hope they make a lot of money. He can retire young. He's only nine or ten years old. He probably will never have to worry about working the rest of the day of his life. I'm sure he'll go to college and earn a trade because you can't sit on your ass at that young age. But uh, as an adult, with whatever inheritance he gets, he'd be like, I don't know about you, but if I got multi-million dollars by the time I turned 18, I'll go to college and learn something. And then I'm probably going to be kicking back the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to be fishing. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be at the beach a lot. I'll be hanging out playing video games. Well, we'll that, that'll be the life for me. We'll see where this young man takes it and see where they get. And, and, and we do. We, we say that a lot on the show, but a lot of these subjects we talk about is something that we definitely want to come back to later when we hear right, a fo- yeah. when we hear a follow you know, up. Right. There's one there's one thing we do know about this whole story. What's that? That dead spin actually is dead. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're they're Yeah, they, they are. They are dead spin. All right. All right, Pirate here again. I have a story about the northern border here uh, north of the United States. With with our gay neighbors to the north, the Canadians. Yeah. Hey, love you Canadians. You know I'm just kidding, man. Cheerio, eh? Hey, John Stewart actually said that about you guys years ago. So, you know, you are our gay neighbors to the north. <laughs> so there has been a 550% increase in migrant apprehensions in this last fiscal year at the northern border at the northern well we've been hearing so much about the southern border i found this story interesting in show prep about you talking about there could be potentially a northern border problem now there is and this is what this is there's a uh uh, swanton sector which is part of canada uh chief patrol agent mr garcia said that his agents have seen uh, 550% increase in apprehensions, with most of them happening uh, uh, during October, uh, all the way through September, all the way through October. And most of these migrants came from 79 different countries. Yeah, I mean, we always say Mexico, but it's not always well, Mexican. The top five are Mexico, India, Venezuela, Haiti, and 
Romania of all countries. Well, well, why do you think they're coming through Canada instead of the southern border? Well, a lot of them do go to New York. Um, a lot of them like to go to the big cities up there to work. Okay. And um, I think they're just traveling around like gypsies. And I think it's probably a little bit easier because there's no narcos or, or, or gangsters hanging out in Canada. So they're pretty much just flying. And, and a lot of these countries, they're able to freely fly into Canada. Oh, like no passports? Or well, I think they have a passport, but I think it's like, for example, if you're in Mexico, you, you can't really get a passport into the United States easily. Yeah. Not unless you're pretty well off. So most of these uh, immigrants that are trying to get here, they will get themselves a uh, passport. So just like Canada. Okay. Okay. And then they'll, um, of course, they might not be able to get one in the United States. So what they'll do is they'll fly into Canada. They might travel from one side of Canada to the other and get to the coast where they want to be. And then they're going to come across, you know, we have a a, a long border across Canada. Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, it's sounding like to me that the Northern border is just as unsecured as the Southern border, if not more, because the focus the focus for the last two or three years now, and it happens once in a while, it comes in waves. Well, right now we're at a high wave of immigrants coming across the, the border, and the current presidential administration in complete denial about it, and they, they, they lie their ass off every day about the numbers of people that come across because the Border Patrol is still makes it public information of how, how much they apprehend, how much they let go. But they keep a rough statistic of the number of people they see come across the border, right? I almost guarantee you that that focus is not up on the Canadian border. Yeah, they're well. Here's I bet other- you can freely walk through a mountain range somewhere, like in Montana, somewhere, and come across from the, one of the provinces in Canada right into Montana, and nobody would even know. No, the, you're you're 100 right. And and here's now, here's one of the things that's happening at the areas where they are processing or catching these these illegals. What's happening is is they're coming through these stations that are usually a lot smaller. Because there's not, let's face it, there's not a lot of people going back and forth unless they work. Maybe they work in Canada but live in the United States. They might go back and forth, but they're not seeing. There's a lot less population up that way. Well, they're not. Yeah, they're not seeing the the the, the traffic, traffic that the that southern border gets. Even even for the legitimate people, like I've come across. Well, that's what I'm talking about is yeah, legits. Yeah, yeah. Part I like I've come across the border from Mexico into San Diego in the morning after a night of party and. And it was a pedestrian walkway, so it kept us away from the cars or as fences. It kept it safe. Dude, you should have seen the number of cars waiting to legitimately come through the border to get into San Diego. Yes. I mean, thousands of cars. And, and this, um, this, these, these stations, they say that they, due to the increased numbers at these stations, their, their tasks are saturated with processing Large groups and these tasks takes a while. They have to, you know. Well, they're they're over they're overwhelmed they're because overwhelmed. they're they're not they're not used to this these kind of numbers. And I think what I'm seeing here is that people who are trying to sneak into this country have found a huge hole. Yeah, and they 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 say a lot of them of these because there's a backup at the border. A lot of them are pedestrians or bicyclists, and they just walk or bicycle right in, even in the busy city area. Wow. And he says, um, one of the uh, congressmen, a Republican in Congress, says he's called for more attention at the border, 
and he says that there is a major risk now for drugs and other threats that could come to the border. And a side note, just last week at the Rainbow Bridge crossing in Niagara. I know where you're going with this. There was a bomb that went off, and it blew up, and some people got killed. Well, it was a car, actually, that car bomb exploded. Um, I didn't know the details about it, but uh, right away they were already trying to turn down any possible uh, terrorist attack or anything like that. So, um, you know, so, you know, but either way, we're still on point of the, the, uh, the northern, the northern border is way more open only because the processing plants were, I, I, I don't know, that's probably a bad word to use, but the processing center where the people do go through are overwhelmed by the federal staff that work there. So they're probably just waving, waving more people through. Because, Pirate, every time I came back from Mexico, all I had to show was my ID card. They didn't even, like, grab the card and look at it and wave you through. No. There was, um, there was military guards well, I'm waiting for. So we had a special military line, I guess. Maybe that helped a little bit. But even then, you know, the, 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 the ID cards were half the size of this phone, and you just walk and hold it up, and they just wave you through. It, it just as a glance was good enough for them. And I thought to myself, that's not really safe and dude this was back in the 90s yeah i mean probably in your instance i mean i don't want to say that they do racial profiling but they probably looked at you and said well he doesn't look like well i still had i still had the haircut yeah you had i was still i looked like a marine so he probably knew i mean i'm sure they have the eyes to pick out people in the crowd they need to pull they they do they do profile and it's not a racial thing they They just look for telltale signs. Yeah, or, they can tell somebody if they're nervous <laughs> or if they've got something in their bag. Or so, you know. so it's another one of those stories. Again, we got to keep an eye on because I I see this story blowing up. Well, and this this um, this is a hundred percent right. What you're talking about, they were talking about in this article as well that there are parts, and I've been to parts of the border hunting before with my dad mm-hmm. um, that are. Um, completely wide open there are no like my point my metaphor earlier or my example of you can walk probably walk right into montana from canada you can walk from maine right in vermont right in Mm -hmm. new hampshire right in you know Mm -hmm. all those border states up in the mountains i would think that would be a little more secure since it's new england but you're right a lot of people don't realize how many mountains are up there so I've Googled, a path Googled or mapped uh, uh, parts of Maine before just to see what it looked like because I've never been there. Yeah, I've never been to Maine either. And I, I've looked at it, and what I've done is I've uh, went to the Google Maps, and I put it on the, the you know the Google car where it shows, you know, yeah, where. Yeah, yeah. And yep. I drove to the last point, and there's actually like a, you know, at the end of a dead-end street, they'll put some triangle signs with some reflectors. Yeah. They have this road there. There's a house there. He lives right on the border. Mm-hmm. There's a house in a a triangle there that, that tells people stop. The road's dead end. There's another road maybe 100 feet over. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, that, and that's it. That's the Canada road at dead ends. At one point, maybe years ago, they went back and forth. So kind of like, uh, you'll like this local reference here. Remember when Falkenberg didn't go all the way through? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you could just walk through the woods a little bit and then, hey, you're on the other side, well, I right? Think people drove through sometimes on the dirt at one point. I, remember I think I did that. that. And then they put up those barriers. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it, it was stupid. And it, it's funny, 
it's funny we talk about this because a little side note here, they didn't update that until like what the late nineties. And it felt like such a relief to us because I was like, man, why didn't they ever freaking built Falkenberg all the way through, you know, well, that but it was a big ranch at one point. It was, it went from south of 60 all the way up to north by nine. Yeah, it, it intersected through. So yeah. that's why they couldn't finish it. It was a big ranch. Yeah. Um, well, back when we had ranches, I knew right some on. of that family at one point, they had a big ranch there. It was really okay. nice. Oh, so that was the reason why Falkenberg at one time wasn't able to finish through because that was someone's private property. Yes. Until they sold it, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very wow. large ranch. Wow. So anything else on Northern, Northern uh, border? No, no, the Northern border is wide open guys. So oh, if you boy. sneak in, it's there. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're giving, uh, you know, illegal immigration advice here. <laughs> All right. We got some uh, technology news here. Um, Pirate and I didn't plan this, but just talking about things, uh, we, we got stuff to um, talk about that all involves some kind of technology, which is pretty cool. So uh, last week, SpaceX's Starship 2 launched from the uh, Boca Chica um, uh, in launch Texas. site in, te- in Texas. Yeehaw, Texas. Yep. And... Um, it, it was almost a successful mission, um, unfortunately. Um, so so the, goals, the goals of this launch was to get it off the pad again. And mind you, this is only the second time that this, it's a prototype rocket too. This is only the second time that Starship went for a launch. And both times it got off the pad, which is a good thing. Well, this time it has 33 Raptor engines on it. It didn't lose a single engine. And this time it was actually, Starship was actually able to separate from the booster rocket. The booster was able to do its maneuver to return back to Earth. Now, they weren't planning on landing it, but they wanted to get both of them into the ocean. Well, didn't get any details past this. It did its maneuver. It basically separated and it spun and it was going. Well, there's a detonation system on it, and they made the call to detonate it for some reason. Something was off. I, and they never got the detail. Maybe it's classified still. And then about 90 seconds later, Starship separate, you know, Starship separated, and 90 seconds later, they detonated Starship as well. So it almost made it into orbit, but not quite now, unless you've got some new notes there, Pirate. What I just talked about here, I never found any reason why they detonated this launch did you did you get anything on that no i i i read a little bit about it and it was um kind of vague um um it said that you know they're keeping it kind of a secret i think so and, and it's not like a major secret thing i think they want to make sure that they have all their information out before they give out give out a public report you know because based on the launch because i watched it pirate mm-hmm. based and, and you know of course you had to watch it on youtube because we're not out in texas Everything looked great. Oh, the other thing, too, they had this water deluge system. So what happened at the first launch? This rocket was so powerful, it built a trench into the ground in concrete like 30 feet down, almost destroyed the pad. Well, at the same time, debris flew and hit camera cars that were nearby. Luckily, nobody got hurt. No, no persons were hurt. Nobody was in the vicinity of the launch. The tank farm, which is nearby that stores the fuel, got dented. So they had to fill in the hole, and then this water deluge system basically sprays a bunch of water on the pad. So when the rocket takes off, it creates a steam, and it, it's also a sound suppressor as well. So that that actually worked perfectly, and the launch worked perfectly. Like I said, all, all the engines, because the first launch, they lost like six or seven engines. It's 33 engines, and the idea is if you lose an engine, you got 
backup as a backup as a backup as a backup. Eventually, you're going to run out of horsepower, right? You're going to run out of velocity. Well, this time, dude, not a single, not a single one of the 33 Raptor engines failed. It went the whole way, which was cool. Yeah, the only notes I have here, Chewy, uh, in, you know, in regards to your question, is this is their little explanation. SpaceX engineers will go over all the data from the second test flight, make additional changes, and then do it all over again and again. Yes. So they're, until they get it right. Yeah, so they're still looking they're and testing. It's, it's a prototype. According to Musk, you know, they're they're doing lots of tests. They want to get it right and um you know, it's going to take a couple times, I'm sure, because they want to get to the moon with this Artemis. They want to take, you know, they, they got people signed You're, up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it will, it, it, it'll be part of Artemis. It's supposed to be the lander for the moon, this yeah, this, yeah. this this starship here. They yep. have, um, what do they have, private citizens signed up. They want to take the first woman to the moon. Um, they have Japanese billionaire Yusaki Mazawa going there. Actually, Elon is the moon is going to happen with this starship. But actually, Elon's goal with this rocket is to go beyond Mars. Wow. Beyond. Beyond. Not just to Mars, beyond. Here's the other part of it that's probably not in this article. Another thing he wants to do with Starship. Okay. Hey, pirate. You want to go to Tokyo for lunch? Okay, sure. cool. Buy a couple Starship flights. Go to Tampa, launch, whoosh, low low orbit, Tokyo, 30 minutes later. Wow. 30 minutes. You'll spend more time prepping, getting strapped down, showing up, than you would the actual flight. And, and yeah, that would be incredible. Because let me give you an idea of the distance here. L.A. to Osaka, Japan, I took that flight on a Boeing 747. Beautiful plane, by the way. Big, beautiful plane. Still a 14 and a half hour flight. A long flight, dude. Can you imagine 30 minutes? Yeah, so Starship ain't just going to be going to space. Starship, he wants to use Starship for passenger transportation. And I wonder if that thing's going to be able to land correctly over in, in Japan. They want to, well, they'll have everything down. set up. Land it straight they, down. They want to land it straight down. And the new thing they're doing, they call them the chopsticks. Get These arms. arms come out and grab it because the idea is, is to, Catch it gracefully, get the people off, refuel it, restack it on a booster that's already on standby, get more people on it, shoot off again. The thing, that's the goal. We're probably 15 years from that, but that will happen. Maybe even 10. It's going to be expensive, but you want to get to Japan in 30 minutes? (laughs) You buy a Starship ticket. If I could get there in 30 minutes, I would probably do it. Well... Can you imagine how much it's going to cost? <laughs> I, I would do it. If, if I could go to Australia in 30 minutes, I yeah. would do it. I always wanted to go there. Yeah. So that's, that's the idea of it. So, no, that's pretty cool. And, we'll, we'll, again, reoccurring segment, we'll, we'll keep an eye on the Starship. Here, here's a quick one for you, though. Um, a study was done, and I'm going to pull up there, but I'm going to say the headline, and then we'll go into the study. The true cost of owning an EV, electric vehicle, equates to spending $17.33 for a gallon of gas. A study is fine from uh, naturalnews.com. Can you imagine? That's, that's what you're paying, $17 a gallon in equivalent of gas to power your EV. Doesn't sound like that's really saving the planet to me, dude. No, no. And, and, and I, I, I read an article recently, I should have reported on it, and brought it in conjunction with your article that the top automotive makers 
are are raising a fit about they're this. pulling back on it. They're pulling back, and you know why? Because money, it, it, as a consumer, consumers are talking to the people who went out and bought EVs are the ones who can afford it and like it. And I don't slam on somebody for buying EV. I'll slam on if you tell me it's good for the environment because that's bullshit. If you want an EV because you want an EV because it's cool, because I drove a Tesla, dude, one of the best driving car experiences of my life. And I shit you not. And I've been in a Ferrari, been on military aircraft, you know, not fighters, but helicopters and stuff. Awesome driving car. But even at the time, it was $85,000, which is sounds a little more affordable these days. But this was seven, eight years ago. And I was like, no way. But um, it's coming down to the cost, and people are pulling back. And part of this strike, the, the United Auto Workers strike, was because the manufacturers were being pushed to do EVs. And guess who was doing that? The federal, the federal government was, uh, you know, the federal government was pushing for it, and so was, so was the president. But it all comes the money in and the money out. The demand is no longer there, Pirate. No, no. They're, they're, the people who have their EVs have them now. It backfired on them. And and it'll, you know. Literally, it backfired. It'll, it'll continue to run, but you think you're saving money, but you're really not. Because you can do a plug here at the house. Tesla has to come out and hook it up. It's a big 220. They put this panel on there. So when you can come home, you don't have to go to a charging station all the time. The charging station, there's like a gas station. But it still takes hours. If you have an older home, can your electrical panel handle that? That a professional electrician has to come out and wire it up to change that infrastructure, as well as oh yeah, let's talk about you know how many mechanics around town wherever you live are they trained to work on these vehicles? No, not it's 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 a niche that that this one economist here, um, Steve Moore, and he was a economist of President Trump, so I'm sure people will slam on that he worked for Trump. he said EVs may be the automa- uh, automaker's next big flop, and investing in them is a bad bet. Henry Ford's son, whose name Edsel, uh, um, and this was going to be the great car, all the executives said, this is the car everybody's going to want to buy. Ford made more than 500000 these new sedans, but guess what? Moore said Varney and company on Monday Nobody bothered to ask consumers whether they wanted the car or not. Exactly. So, so they make this car, and I didn't even heard of this before from Ford. Oh, you never seen the Etzel? Yeah, no, I've never heard so of. I've, 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 I've seen them in car shows. They're, they're actually rare cars. If you have one, they're worth a little bit of money. Um, they're a big, wide open car, big, big sedan. They got a big front end. It looks space age looking. It was. Um, Developed, you know, right around uh, after World War II in the yeah. early fifties. Okay, um, it had a, a pretty decent sized motor in it. it. It was, it was for the returning GI from World War II. Yeah, well, well, they said here this car was one of the greatest flops of of all time because uh, it was people and, didn't and want it. It 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 was not uh, competitive with what other automotive makers were making right. at the time. And then Fox Business here said that they're predicting a, um, or they already showed it, it's not even predicting happened. There was a quarterly loss before interest and taxes of $1.33 billion. So $1.3 billion still um, in, in the prior quarter. And he said it added that cutting production of the Mustangs Mach-E, which that ain't a Mustang, by the way. That's a bullshit Mustang. Uh, fuck that. I don't even like calling it a Mustang. Let's just call it the Mach-E. The Ford Mach-E was scaling back its production because it lost $12 billion in sales. 
Oh yeah. It's so what a what a what a what a bunch of crap, man. The bottom line is here with this uh, EV cars and all this garbage is, if you're an automaker, grow a set of balls. Tell the government they are step out of my business and let me run my business. Well, I want to run it. The, the president is a very powerful figure, one of the most powerfuls on the planet. When the president is pressuring your company to do more EVs, you you kind of listen to it for a while, and they did. But now they're going back and say, hey, Mr. President, you can press us all you want and give us all these tax breaks because that's what they've been getting. It's not it's not conspiracy theory. They've been getting tax breaks and all this stuff. The consumer gets tax breaks to buy an EV car. We are still not making money off of this. We don't do this for free. So that's why the car manufacturers and the United Auto Workers were pushing back. You're like, you're trying to push this the business model into a direction that is not going to make us any money. And maybe you as a federal government don't worry about profits, but a company does not work for free. And how about, like you said, let's, I, you know, I, I'm really upset that, well, when they make vehicles and they take certain options away that used to be options, like, did you ever ask me, did I want to have an airbag in the vehicle? Or did what we talked about earlier, the rear view camera is mandatory yeah. now. Do, do not everybody wants one of them. And, and get, but the, here's the thing is, but in the guise of safety, they tell you this, mm -hmm. they say, well, we mandated because it was safety. Well, car manufacturers aren't stupid. That means the price of the car. Uh, Goes up too. Did you? So you're paying me, for a lot of shit do that I you don't want to have. Some, uh, you know, on a, and maybe a decent vehicle like a Mustang or Corvette, Camaro, whatever. Do I want a six cylinder or four cylinder? No, I want a V8 maybe because it's a high performance car. And unfortunately, you know? they're scaling back on the V8s. Yeah. And, and did you ask me? You know, do I want this type of tire on my pickup truck, like some some generic tires that are just built for just driving down the street. Maybe my truck should come with decent tires on it. Maybe. Well, well I, have a, I have a prediction for you. Dodge went all EV on their next Challenger. Oh, boy. That's going to bite them in the butt. Yeah. And there are Challenger. There, there are Mopar fans. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I respect a little Mopar. I don't, I don't mind some Mopar. You, you and I aren't fans of GM. Uh, I'm not. With the exception of Corvette. We only give the Corvette the exception in GM. I like the old, old school trucks that Chevy yeah, made, like pre-80. Anything pre-80 GM, I'm good with. You know what? I know this sounds a little bougie. I liked the Chevy Avalanche when that came out 20 years ago. Uh, I thought that was a good idea, though. Not into those. But, well, look, either way, they don't make any more. It's in the Escalade version now with the yeah, Cadillac. Is, yeah. They still make, I, I think they still make those. Don't quote me on this. But either way, I like a little Mopar. You know, I thought that was cool that they messed up with the charger because they made it a four door. Eh, but at least the idea of the car was back. This is the new charger. Well, one thing I did like about Mopar is they put the high performance engines like the Hellcats and all that. The Hemis. The Hemis. They, they put the exhaust systems that sounded kind of kick ass yeah. on them. Well, Dodge is going to Dodge is going to feel this by taking the Challenger when they brought that back. Well, and they they made the, they made the modern Challenger badass yeah. because they they still have the 60s, 70s look, but in modern times with, again, a kick-ass V8, well, a Hemi if you want it. Here's the crazy thing, too. Like, did you ever ask the customers how they want the front end of their vehicles to look? Who wants them to look all space age? Do you see the headlights on some of them nowadays? Got all these lines. The LEDs. But, the but see, but see the Challenger, they did it right because they kept the aesthetics of the old one and modernized it and put a kick-ass engine in it. Well, 
Dodge is going all EV now with the oh, Challenger. And there are Challenger fans out there who are pretty pissed off about it, but at the same time says, you know what? I got a couple Challenger, especially ones who are a little well off. Like I got a couple in the garage. I'm going to keep it running. I'm going to barely drive it. And I bet you in five or 10 years, if they keep this EV shit going, I'm going to be able to sell this car for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know. Well, I got another story. Yeah, speaking yeah. What of, you got here, though? Speaking of vehicles. Yeah, we're, we're, we're segmenting the vehicle thing. Here's here. another vehicle that could be, it could be catchy if people really want to go this way. How about a flying sports car? Okay. All right. So kind of like Back to the Future? Yeah, it's an experimental aircraft. Seats two occupants side by side. Reaches maximum airspeed of 200 miles an hour. That's pretty fast. And 100 miles an hour plus driving speed. Mm. That's not bad. It has a uh, range of 450 miles. So so literally a flying car. You can drive it on the road mm-hmm. or you can fly it. And, and, and yeah, and it is, as a land-based vehicle, it uses 91 octane fuel. Gas. Okay, it needs it needs a little more kick. And it uh, gets 33 miles to the gallon. It's not bad. That's not bad at all. And nine gallons per hour in flight. Well, part, it sounds like to me, you and me are going to have to get a pilot's license in the near future. Hey, can you imagine? Hey, can you imagine bypassing all the traffic by going onto a sky highway? Dude, that would be great. Hey. Be, be like George Jetson. Hey. We can go to downtown Tampa, be at a lightning game in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> There'd probably be a, a freaking uh, traffic jam up in the air near 275. Well, it's, it, it's so funny you said this because in Back to the Future Part 2, even though they didn't show it, Doc Brown looked up at the board and he says, damn, there's a traffic jam on the Sky Highway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know that'll happen. Yeah. So they say right now this vehicle can be used at uh, at airports only because FFA prohibits aircraft from taking off on private or public right, streets. Right, right. And Tampa Airport announced a few months ago that they're going to start offering the service out of the executive airport. Cars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And no, that's they, cool. He says, we have 5,000 airports. The guy that designed this from Switchblade, he's the designer. Mm-hmm. He said there are 5,000 airports in the U.S. that can be used as as they're underutilized airports, and they can be used, and they can have the infrastructure ready now to uh, uh, support the flying switchblade car. Okay. And they test tested this in Washington State. Um, they um, went up. 500 feet in the air and flew it. Yeah, not too high. No, not too high. They flew it for a short amount of time. They had a actual pilot, a trained pilot flying this. Um, and they went about 500 feet in the air. Wow. For six minutes on the maiden flight. Okay. That's pretty cool. No, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm interested. They if- need to ask people right now. If this thing gets catchy and starts working well and it's successful, there's no crashes or anything like that. They should before they start going ape ape shit and the government start mandating that they make these. Oh, yeah. They should say, "Is this what you guys might want?" Well, there's a couple things to throw in here. First of all, this will be rich man's transportation to start with. It will. Okay. If it takes off, the price will come down. Two, not many people are comfortable getting into an aircraft of that size. There are a lot of people who are still uneasy about flying pirate and they're okay with getting in a jetliner, you know, Southwest spirit airlines, you name it, the jets, right? There are a lot of people who d- wouldn't even, even if you're off, Hey, when I was up in West Virginia, I had that Cessna flight. My aunt absolutely refused to get in that thing. 
Yeah. Nope. So I see this potentially taking off, but first of all, what's the cost? So I see this being as a rich man's transportation. I need to get to somewhere fast. I need to get over to St. Pete real fast from Tampa, whatever. But conveniently enough, you can you only can land at airports, but let's say eventually they make little running strips all over the town somewhere, you know, and those will be the designated takeoff and landing spots. Are people going to be comfortable with that? You know, I, I don't know. So that's where they have to interview many people and, and, and ask questions and do surveys and see what people's comfortability level is on operating these aircrafts yeah, yeah. and seeing if they're competent enough. Oh, well, to you got, you got to have a pilot's license. There's yeah, just yeah. no doubt about it. And, and many people wouldn't be willing to do that because look at it this way. <laughs> just like us earlier complaining about Florida traffic and how people drive and the motorcycles and this and that and the other thing, these people now can handle a two dimensional plane and it's, it's even less than two dimensions in a technicality because 99% of the time you're driving forward. Okay. But it's still a two dimensional plane and people can't handle that. When you go up in the air, now you're dealing with three dimensions. You're dealing with X, Y, and Z when it comes to the math. <laughs> These people ain't going to qualify no, for this. No, no, no. So it, I, th I see it actually being more safe for a while, at least at first. But just like anything, wait till some moron screws it up. They they pass their pilot license, but they still doesn't stop them from drunk driving. Still doesn't stop them from getting baked and smoking weed and getting into a flying car. That person will fuck it up for a lot of people. The guy that took shrooms one day. Yeah, he tried to he tried to shut off the engines on the um, on the Air Alaskan flight. Yeah, he shut the whole thing off. So we'll we'll see where this goes. But yeah, I think that'll wrap up our tech news. We have a special um, part of this show that uh, we're going to throw in now. We have our first caller for uh, all over the road with Pirate and Chewbacca, and his his name is Ace Man. That's his. Uh, that's his nickname. Yep, and Mr. Ace was our guinea pig, and and he, and, and he was, and he agreed to it. And, you know, and the conversation turned out to be longer and better than I, I, I expected it to be. So, Ace, um, thanks for uh, you know being on the show, and uh, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, cut it to this section, and then we got one more story for you, and then we'll wrap it up with the song of the week. And we have our first caller. For the podcast ever, Pirate. Can you believe this? Oh, yeah. That's going to be awesome, man. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, I, I the, can't the, believe this, it. this is a friend of mine. He uh, he lives up in the Great White North, as we like to call. His name is uh, his nickname is Ace Man. And uh, how long have we known each other, Ace? It's It's been longer, I think, than we want to admit. 96. Just to get, 96. Just to give Pirate a, uh, so, uh, a, a we're background. Almost getting to, we're getting close to our 30th anniversary. Yeah. So. So I met, I met this guy back in 1996 from the other two guys that we knew from OH10 that used to live in the Southview house. Oh, yeah. and uh, Bob and Tom. Yeah, yeah. Bob and Tom, exactly. Um, matter of fact, Ace introduced Bob and Tom to me years ago, So, but that's a good nickname for those <laughs> other two guys. Um, yeah, and then uh, we, we just uh, we met at the fair, the state fair, and then we, oh, yeah. we, we started talking about gaming and did you, you all ride the ferris wheel together no we didn't no. hold we didn't no. hold hands that's Damn that's it. for another story Not then. That was you didn't share cotton candy yeah no that's that, that yeah that's that's for another story all but right. uh we he was excited for his latest console which that was coming out called the sega saturn and i was fired up for nintendo 64 and just because of the fact that we both liked video games we just became good buddies ever since then and then we've we started out doing the email thing for a while, and then you came up with, hey, man, let's use Instant Messenger so we don't have to wait for our emails. And we've been doing that, what, since about 2000, uh, not 
1998? Probably before that. Yeah, 1990. In the late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. And then... We had the Yahoo Double, baby. Yeah, I remember the Yahoo. Oh, yeah. Yahoo. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, I, my emails are still Yahoo, but uh, yeah, we've been buddies ever since. He's been down here a couple times. Um, I've been up there several times because of uh, somebody else that we won't talk about. You went to OH10, I went huh? to OH10 and stayed, OH10. At, stayed at his house several times and then, uh, you know, and then... Uh, Plenty of times, not so much lately, but plenty of times we uh, link up on Xbox Live and do the headphone thing like we're doing now and uh, and game. And uh, he's pretty good. Um, I, uh, he lets me go in front because I just become the pawn. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't do much online anymore either. So. Yeah. Well, and, and that was our difference with gaming pirate is I was more of a solo campaign where you don't play with anybody. And Ace loved more of the multiplayer thing. But since I knew him, we can at least be in a private chat, so we didn't have to deal with kids trash talking we or had, anything. We had our common friends that we would game with. Yeah, we had some other common would, friends that we knew. He wouldn't want to play with randoms. I don't mind playing with right, randoms. Right, yeah. We, yeah, we wouldn't do randoms, and then we would game that way. And I actually got decent at Call of Duty. I, I'm not going to say I ever got great, but I got decent at it. And it actually started to become really fun because it, part of like anything learning in life, like the golf we'll talk about here in a minute, is... The more you know the maps, the more you know what your guns do, the more you do to tweak your character, you can start kicking ass. And I I was. I was getting really freaking good. But it, it took a while to get there. I mean, I was basically just getting killed all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't fun. And, then, and right. then Ace was like, well, man, it's a video game to start with, so don't get all worked up over it, which is, like, pretty funny when you think about it. It's like, duh. You're right. It is a video game. Screw it if I get oh, killed. Oh, no. People be yelling at the TV set. Well, that's what I would screaming because their guy's dead. But that's what I would do. And Ace would be like, man, calm down, dude. It, it, it's all right. You're about to blow a, a vein you out of You can have your good games, you your bad games. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. And, and that, you know, this is a quick history of how, how I've known Ace. And, uh, you know, he's been a good buddy of mine for a long time. And, uh, you know, I've certainly brought him up with, uh, with you pirate you know before so well that's you know, good it's I'm nice that you guys can at least on the podcast meet each other so yeah. uh yeah, oh, yeah. so t- tell us well, a little pirate, pirate and i would hit off each other you know we'd be good buddies when we meet on you know in real life well sure, yeah so. he, he is planning on coming down here next year and oh, he's definitely yeah. he's definitely coming to union yeah we'll have to take him to some of our little hangouts yeah yeah home around yeah exactly no he'll, he's coming to union and he'll fit he'll fit in oh, he'll yeah. fit in just fine yeah so, yeah so yeah, Look so forward to it. So tell us a little bit about the uh, technicality of golf, Ace. You know these damn technicalities. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, most of golf is swing the club, hit the ball. Mm-hmm. But in its simplest term, the, but if you want to hit the ball in the fairway, or if you want to hit in the trees, it, it depends on what you want to do. So there is some nuance to golf. So you have to. Got to study it a little bit. Um, and YouTube, and YouTube could be your friend, right? Right. Yeah. YouTube is definitely your friend. I mean, yeah. I still look at YouTube. I've been playing golf for almost fifty years, so yeah. Um, I still watch YouTube videos and try to yeah. make and, and ace, changes. Ace on average, though, how many times do you think you play a year? Uh, about fifty rounds a year. And I, 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 I fifty eighteen holes. Yeah, I told them this. Uh, I told them this. Uh, Thursday night and it turned into fuck that he'll never want to play with us man he'll no. be so pissed at us and everything and then well, and that's, then that's a misconception because I, I 
enjoy playing with people that just want to have fun. Right. And that's so, what we do. Well, we, we, yeah. and we talk, we've already talked about it. So we're kind of, I'm kind of filling in pirate what I've talked to him about, what I've already talked to him about. We'll still do a scramble. You know, we'll be hitting aces ball most of the time, but we'll still get to or, hit her. We'll still get to hit the ball. Or I told Chewbacca, I said, hey, you play me and you three against me. <laughs> so yeah, three, three against one. Yeah. We can see if he can beat me. So but that would work. Well, I'll, see, see, that would, I'll, that I'll would have a couple bad holes. I'll have a couple bad holes. Uh, I'll say, I mean, if, if you're talking about physical violence, that seems to be to <laughs> our odds, you know, <laughs> you, you, you want me to whip your ass after we're done with 18? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, you know, when we play a lot of times, uh, ace, we're, we're playing it like one of our courses, diamond Hill and right. two he'll, he'll crank one off the, uh, off the tee pretty good. And, um, yeah. You know, and then we'll we'll play from there, and then maybe I might crank it out with an iron, and then we'll get it up on the green. But then we'll we'll both be struggling trying to get it in the hole, and right. then, oh yeah, and we're pissed off. And then we our, go to our the- short game is definitely worse than our long game. Yes. We're, we're okay that's- at getting some distance, yes, but it's yeah, it's the all. it's the chip shot to get to the green, and then when we get on the green, because. You know, back in the day when I played a lot more like yourself, Ace, I mean, you and I used to have legit competitions in putt-putt. You know, remember, remember? And it's funny because we're only one and one against each other, but still, I was way more confident with my golf back then. And that's because I was not to your degree, but when I first got into it, I played 10, 12 times a year, which is way more than I play now, you know, and I I did notice a, a difference in my gameplay, you know. Well, just to let you know, putt putt's different than real golf too. So, uh, what you don't always hit? You don't always hit through a clown. You, you mean no, it's not, not always? Oh, geez, man. And, and the but, green carpet is not throughout the golf course either. Yeah. Well, right. but you know, back to your but, but back to your point with the training though, like using YouTube. I do this and get pirates in yours opinion on this. Don't you think it's better to find a few YouTube golf channels that you like because it's usually one dude. And stick with that because my worry is that if I watch every single tutorial on YouTube, I'm going to start getting into different styles and their own personal preferences. And I think that'll confuse the hell out of me. It's good to start with maybe one, mm-hmm. but one, one isn't always the answer. Right. Uh, I mainly watch you, three. You might get started on the right path. Well, but... I do. I do Rick Shields. I do Rick Shields. I do Russell, yeah, Rick good. Russell Heritage. And there's a third guy, I forgot his name, and they're all British chaps. They're little British yeah. chaps. You yeah, know, there's, little, a lot of, yeah, JD, there's a lot like, of British guys. It's like, it's like JD's friends back in London. Well, they invented right. the damn right. game over there. Yeah. Oh, well, they, they invented the game. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. So um, Rick Shields is definitely a good guy to start with, mm-hmm. um, but he's more of a professional type instructor. Yeah, because he was so a pro. He, right. He's, uh, he gets to be too much it's even more for me i mean he gets me to like the basics mm-hmm. but i can't do the stuff that he tells me what i should be doing and and that's that's um, why I, I recently found I'm russell not, heritage i like him because his videos are usually under five minutes he gets to the point that's yeah, it yeah uh, it doesn't you know, i like that the time the time doesn't matter matter it's about the what they're trying to teach you okay um but it's there's certain things that I can't do that. Rick, Rick Shields says, I'm like, I just, I'm too old, I guess. If I was younger, maybe, but mm-hmm. right now it's like, 
I'm going to golf the way I'm going to golf. So I can only do minute changes. Um, and for your viewers, I, I average, you know, I'm probably a 12 handicap. So I average like 84 for 18 holes. So, yeah. He'd be pissed off um, playing with us. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But I have rounds that I, I play, I hit the ball, the drive really good and I can't make a putt. But I have also rounds that I can't make a drive. I have to punch out, and then I make putts all day, and I, I shoot a good score. So, right. you know, right. it, every that's that's the fun thing about golf. Every every day is different. Doesn't matter, you know. And and, what, and whenever whenever you show up, you know, you might have a really good driving day, and uh, but you can't make a putt, and then another day you can't get off the tee, but your short game saves you. So, but see, this is this is where I've learned to love this sport because. I'll get pissed off for an instance on a shank shot, but it doesn't ruin my day. Whereas, it, no. whereas, whereas I used to be like, fuck this. I'm fucking done. I'm not playing anymore. And I'd get down on myself. And then, and then, you know, I'd, I'd be grumpy through 18. And then I just told myself, why, why are you doing this then? And I'm doing this golf, because off the hobby, right? Well, I, well, but I do, right. But I do this because I do enjoy the game. I do enjoy right. the brotherhood. Every time Pyre and I, and we've gotten together with the guys, we haven't, we end up having a good time, dude. Even, even yeah. if the last no, time party was, we had an 11, 11, I don't even know what you call it. 11 some, which sounds yeah. stupid. 11 yeah. Some. yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we we had 11. Means. Yeah. We had, but we didn't try to stick together. We, we played, we played in three different teams, but we still had, a great time amongst ourselves. And then afterwards mm -hmm. we went to lunch, all of us, or at least whoever showed up and had basically, you know, a couple beers and some, some, some wings. Well, don't forget the break at the nine at the clubhouse. Yeah. We took a break at the clubhouse and that, that was fun. And funny enough, we were the first to tee off and the team behind us went ahead of us. And then we were behind them the rest of the day. But yeah, right. I've, I've right. learned, I've learned, you know, that I still love the game, so I'll get pissed for a second, but that's it. I, you know, and, that, no, and that's, and that's, no, we're, we're always going to, we're all going to get pissed off or, you know, a stupid shot. I mean, that's going to happen right. you know, every other hole. So. Right. But the, the key thing is, is not to beat yourself up over it because it no. could, it can ruin you. And then you sit right. and then you, then you do have to tell yourself, why are you doing this? Well, I play, if, I play with guys in the league and they have a rough eight holes. And then the last hole, they had a really nice, good drive and then a great second shot. And, finish with a birdie or a power and i'm like hey it's just god's way of saying come back next week yeah so yeah <laughs> well it's like everything right it's practice it's consistency so even if you can't play you should get to the range at least once a week to get to 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 well, do the adjustments like that you watched right any any practice is going to help you so mm -hmm. yeah well yeah. I, i've definitely noticed last time we played um i was way more calm and you know, I shanked some shots, but boy, I hit some really good shots the last time we played. I'm like, man, this, well, this practice a, is paying off. I was off. a varsity golf. I was a varsity golf player in high school. So you've been playing for a while, okay? So because I, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't time. get into the sport until my late twenties. Right. So uh, I, I did not play golf in college, even though I was really asked to, but I said no. Wow. I had a, I had to work. I had to work. That's I right. Make, pay my bills. So didn't have the time to play golf as much as I wanted to in high school or in college. college. And then I had kids and they, they take a lot of time. So that takes away from your golf game. So um, I got to a point where I was playing and I was getting upset because I was not shooting the scores that I am used to shooting because I used to play all the time. So you got rusty. And, yeah. You get rusty. Mm -hmm. And finally I woke up, you know, as I got to a point, I'm like, you know what? 
I play five times a year. Enjoy coming out the, the few times that you get to play. Enjoy right. playing. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm back in having a league and stuff, my game's coming back. So I'm shooting better scores, not as good as I want, but better than what I used to. And, uh, the game's a lot of fun. So you, it's just one of those things that you can challenge yourself. Don't set unrealistic expectations, but if you want to play on a consistent basis, set some easy goals and Mm -hmm. kind of fun goals for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, we're all we're all not going to drive 330 yards like Tiger, no, right? No, <laughs> yeah. no, if I hit if I if I drive 260, I'm, I'm, that's a good drive for me. So yeah, and I, I would be perfectly perfectly happy. And back in the day when I was playing more, I could easily hit 250. As a matter of fact, I hit 300 yards a couple times, and I was like, Oh yeah, who oh, the yeah. hell is that's this guy? Possible, but yeah, but, but, right, not, but right now, consistent enough. Yeah, exactly. Right now, no. I mean, yeah. We only play four or five times a year, and that's what I was trying to talk to Pirate about. I was right. like, man, we need to play more because the more we play, we'll get better. Because I'm just trying to be, as our, our JD told us, I'm just trying to be okay. I'm not trying right. to be awesome or anything. I'm just trying to be okay. And I, I do and, enjoy I do enjoy it. It does wear you out, though. I, I don't know. He's he's done thirty six pirate. I don't I don't know how the hell he's just done that. I mean, because I mean, maybe maybe because it is hotter down here. I'm not trying to compare it to Ohio or anything, but it is a lot hell of a lot hotter down here. Maybe that's what it is. You know, it is a little cooler for you. Well, well I'm gonna do thirty six in February. Yeah. Well, I got a question for Mister Ace. So, what is your season? When does it start up there, and when does it end? All right. So, leagues start in April up here. And I play in a fall league that goes through the end of October and we, it kind of bled into the first week of November. It, it basically goes from the time change. Um, Cause we lose, you know, it's all about daylight. I mean, if so, there's no snow on the ground and there's not too much mushiness on the course, couldn't you even play in the winter? Yeah. Oh, I play in January or February. If it's, uh, if it's warm enough, um, if it's sunny and 50, it's, it's decent weather. So you could play. Um, generally the golf courses, generally the golf courses are really wet. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I can imagine. Mushy. Yeah. So they're not, yeah, they're very mushy. The greens obviously are not rolling really true because, you know, grass is dormant and stuff up here. So yeah, brown. Um, yeah. I mean, not necessarily brown, but it, it's just, they, they can't mow the greens. Um, so well, everything. They don't want you driving stuff. the cart on that. You know, the cart will, no, the cart, cart no will destroy court, those. Yeah. If you're playing in January, there's no carts. Walking. Oh, you so. got to walk. Walk it. Holy you crap. Walk, yes. Wow. Yeah. Man. I, I, oh, the golf course is too. Yeah. Golf course is too wet. To I, I played up out, there so. uh, this summer and I, um, we went to this course and um, they were uh, a majority of the people were walking with those little bags with the wheels on them. Yeah. The little, the little yeah. yeah. The cart, the cart, yeah, the carts, carts, golf cart carts. Yeah. And they had, <laughs> this, this, carts, this course carts, had a limited carts. amount of uh, carts available. Mm-hmm. So we got there pretty early in the morning, and of course, my dad, my brother, me, we got, you know, two carts. But I remember a little bit shortly after that, we seen that most of the carts were gone and people were walking the bags. Because they didn't have enough carts? Yeah. I guess. Some courses courses are like that, yeah. Wow. Which I don't mind walking. I actually play better if I walk than I do riding, so. Really? I mind walking it, yeah. Well, I've, I've never, I've never played walking. Every time I played, I've had a golf cart, you know, I've, I don't know no, the walking I, experience. <laughs> I, I actually, I do play better when I walk because you kind of think about your next shot 
going up there and what you're going to do. And it just, it slows you down a little bit. You're not rushing. That um, makes sense. So you, that makes sense. You do play a little bit better. Wow. I think so. so. I think, and the pros do it. They walk. Yeah. Right. Well, right. they have a caddy though. Yeah, but they're not they carrying. They're not the carrying the way. They walk the yeah, whole. Yeah, but they're not carrying the bag, man. They're not. They're like Austin Powers. There's no <laughs> yeah, more my, bag, my bag, baby. My bag is. My bag's half the weight of what their bags are. So I have. A, I have a carry bag. So okay, right. Well, right. I've seen yeah. these people had wheels on their bags. Yeah, some of them oh, do yeah. now. Some oh yeah, of them, now, some of we them. got we got guys. We have guys in our golf league that do walk too. Um, but they have the the push carts, so they they push the carts and yeah. Um, and walk. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, I guess with the push cart, that's not too bad. Yeah, you know? carrying it would be no. kind of a pain. Your shoulders start kill it, yeah. killing you, and then you go to the next so, shot, and then your eyes sore. Yeah, I get, I get a cart for league because I got about a twelve pack in my bag. So yeah, that. Well, that and it, then it, and it, then it gets a little heavy. So well, that well that and you know you 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 know you don't want to pay for a caddy you know if you're going to walk walk it because that's just not being a man, right? But uh, right. but I can understand right. why the professionals have a caddy because you know it'll mess up their back it'll shoulder their shoulder you know it'll wear them out yeah you, well, you want to be ready that's the pros yeah you know. yeah and we're not we're not pros so high school high school you have to carry your bag so wow wow interesting yeah. no cart no carts allowed in high school you yeah. have to carry your own bag so all right so like just like anything just good advice but obvious advice you know just consistency play more yeah work on adjustments if you know something's wrong youtube's your friend and hey we haven't even talked about this yet, but we, we'll get ready to wrap it up, so we'll let you go. But, um, you know, you can even take a golf lesson and with these simulators now these mm-hmm. days and these cameras, because I took one at one time here, Ace, and uh, and uh, it was it only took like three or four courses. But I tell you what, just in the three or four times, that in itself helped <laughs> with my swing tremendously. So, uh, you know, because he filmed me and then, showed me compared to a pro in a video real time. But then the simulator itself, you know, that was just, that was just fun. Cause you just yeah. grab the ball, well, it's air condition, you know, you know, and, and he's a little pricey, but for, you know, half an hour lesson, is. half an hour lessons, 55 bucks. And I haven't right. seen him in a while, but I, I really, I think I want to go back to him because I'm thinking like, maybe, maybe you go every other month, you just take a lesson every other month or something, or maybe once a yeah. month, you know, I mean, I, I could take a lesson at the, my league pro um, mm-hmm. if I really wanted to, but I figured at this point, he's not going to be able to change my swing much anyways. It works for me. All right. If he, whatever your natural, to to your natural see, swing probably, is there. You know, yeah. It's probably going to mess me up even more. Yeah. So all I can do is just my new changes. And I went, I, I dropped my, my average down a point this year. So yeah. I was a little bit lower than last year. Uh, just small changes, and I was happy. I was very consistent this year, so right. Um, I didn't have any like massive bull pull scores, and then you know the last you know we played a couple weeks ago. It was nice. It was about fifty five degrees or sixty five degrees. Um, and played a course, and I shot a forty eight on the front. Yeah, and three triple bogeys. Um, it was just kind of a rough, rough round, and then a rough nine, and then I shot thirty eight on the back. So. Wow. That's how fast it can change. Wow. You know, just wow. small little changes. So I went 48, 38, right? Mm-hmm. Shot a, you know, 14 over, you know, which is a little bit higher than my my average, but um, I brought it back. We'll make we'll make sure he's on our team next time we play part. Oh, but, that'd, be, um, that'd be great. No, be a but golf for everybody. Know, simulators, golf simulators. Yeah, they're there to help. They keep you swinging, uh, especially up here in the north. It keeps you swinging throughout the winter months. Yeah, so you don't lose um, it. It's not. It it doesn't replace the real game. 
at all. No, it, it gets you swinging and stuff. Um, well, it's, it's the mu- it's the like, muscle memory. It is. It yeah. is. So yeah. I try to do that once a month just to get to the simulators and there you go. Keep swinging. So that way I'm ready to go in spring. So, well, all right. Well, stay on the line here, but uh, um. Well, I'm gonna we'll wrap up the segment, Mike, and then uh, okay. it, it'll it, it'll sound like I'm ending the call with you, but uh, you know I'll just hit stop recording and then say a couple things to you and then let you go. Yep, so, uh, but yeah, so uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up the call here, Ace. But I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad you called in and give us some tips, uh, Pirate. We gotta we gotta get to the range, buddy. Even if we don't always play, you know. Yeah, and, and more frequency, I guess, and going out for the game, yeah. no matter what, you 100%. know. Yeah. Well, well, Ace, we want to thank you for being our first caller on All Over the Road with Pirate Chewbacca, man. So uh, some some accolades right there. Let you know, uh, OH10 just scored. It's going to be 2020 here, Browns and Rams. Browns and Rams. Well, we we actually have the... The the Panthers of Carolina are playing the Buccaneers of Tampa. We've got that game on right now. So we we keep it in the background like our sports bar. Right. Well, well, appreciate you... uh, for the call and uh you know yes. you and i you and i talk all the time so if you got some other subject matter and then you're available we, can, we can bring you back on the show you know yeah a lot of, well, of subjects you can talk to me about so yeah well, well appreciate you being the guinea pig here uh ace and uh under yeah same same here pirate and uh we look forward to maybe talking again and meeting when you come on down this way we yeah definitely yeah yeah you can definitely be on the show ace because we have a third microphone now so we can we can make that happen the three of us here at this table that'll be hilarious all right man sounds good we'll see you later all right the fox news sean hannity debate between governor gavin newsom of california and governor ron DeSantis of florida arguably the uh two more popular uh governors in this union and uh let's just say pirate i watched it um I don't know how long it went. I was surprised I made it to 40 minutes. Same here. Uh, did, did you watched it? Yeah, I watched it, and I was surprised I made it. Um, I, I really uh, just kind of watched it casually. I was going to take notes at first, but it was just a lot of arguing and bickering, and um, I just don't know how productive it was. Yeah, Um you know, first of all, I, I, I think Ron DeSantis still won that debate. If you can call it winning, um, if you win in a debate, really? No, no, they're, they, they, they're people pick winners and losers. And who was the, who is because I mean, it, how many cheap shots did he have on? Gavin? Well, no, they, they, and that's my problem with it. They, it was too much of that. It was too much of this back and forth cheap shots. But the thing that got me with Gavin Newsom, he was acting like the used slick car salesman, the first question, he didn't answer it. He answered with platitudes and um, misdirection. And Governor Ron was smart enough to recognize it and says he still didn't answer the question. Yes. And in that, where it's to me, it spiraled, spiraled out of control because both of them were stating facts, but they couldn't be more far removed from each other. And even when Ron called him out on the French laundry, when, when Newsom had his state literally locked down, you couldn't go to any restaurant while he's enjoying fine dining. Newsom didn't even acknowledge that statement because how do you argue with it? Well, you argue with it by misdirecting into something else. I, I a deflection, right? I look, I still thought the debate was a shit show. Um, I'm going to say 
I'm going to give the edge to Governor Ron, but take that with a grain of salt because it, to me, was garbage. I mean, these are supposed to be the most two, pop, two popular governors in this union. And even though Gavin Newsom still won't admit to running for president in, next year, he most likely will go for 2028. And that's the one thing he did says. He says, I'll guarantee you that neither one of us will be the candidate for president next year. And he's probably right. Because I see a 2028 showdown between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. I see that happening. Yeah, it could be. I mean, unless some other folks come up in the, in the interim, there could be a lot of up and coming. You know, there are a lot of governors well, and there are a lot of politicians. But here's the thing. Right now, Pirate, in the Democrat Party, there's only two people challenging the president. But the Democrat National Committee has not accept their challenge. So basically, they they primary the incumbent. And according to some Florida statute, Joe Biden is already, to the Democrat rules, Joe Biden is already the candidate. So these guys challenging or the potential of Newsom, they better get on it soon because this is crazy, Pirate. We're only about six weeks out from Iowa, and Iowa kicks off the national elections when it comes to the, the primaries to see who's going to be the candidate it, it, it's always like a feeler i know it's only one state but I, it's i think our primary is in march i think uh something like that yeah, but, but iowa is always the the start of this and we're six weeks out there's there's worries about president biden's cognitive ability he is 81 years old he he looks like a tired old man he acts like a tired old man you know he's always done the gaffes I feel like it's gotten worse. Like he called President Trump the other day, Congressman Trump. And I said, that's not, yeah, that's not, that's not a normal gaffe. No, that isn't. You know, President Trump was never a congressman. Why would he call him that? Sorry, man. I just. disrespectful anyways. Once you're a president, you're always a president. I mean, you know, but that's a thing. And, and, And I will still call President Biden, President Biden after he leaves office, whether it's this time, the next time, whatever. I. I don't really care for the guy, but I, I still show some respect towards the office. But I guess it just scared me in this debate, Pirate, that uh, even though these two guys aren't the candidates, they're most likely going to be the top candidates for next time. That kind of scares me. It, it, it's, it's, it's a shit show. I mean, this is the best you have to choose from. Yeah. Dude, it was like it was like in 2016. Look, this is kind of before I knew Trump. We've always known Trump was an asshole, so that didn't bother me. That I know that shocked the hell out of a lot of other people, which I'm like, the guy's been in the spotlight since the 80s. So what are you getting offended for here? The guy's a dick. Okay, but so but that that never bothered me about him being a never jerk. Never bothered me either. Okay, I was in the same light. Well, because we we know who he is, man. I watched The Apprentice when I used to watch reality shows back then. I enjoyed the show. Yeah, I used to fire people all the time. But my point, my point being, even back in 2016 and in 2020, 330 plus million people in this country, and 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 it came down between Hillary and Donald Trump. And the next time it came down between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, oh, these people suck, man. Oh, it, it's, I, I don't get it, dude. I, 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 you know, this is a very complicated thing that's going on here, you know? <laughs> yeah, my Donald Trump well, here, you know, well, my, my, my worst impression of Donald Trump. My, my whole interpretation is I think that Ron should have just 
declined on the uh, the debate. I think it hurt his um, his election. I don't think maybe his polling. Call me conspiracy theorist pirate. I think he's purposefully sabotaging this election because he doesn't want to go up against Trump. I think he's gearing himself up for 2028 because look at it this way. His poll numbers have dropped, even in our own state. Yeah, and I think it's hurting but, him. But prior to running, but but he's already governor the second time. So he can fulfill his, let's, let's say he doesn't get the primary. He can ride the next three years as our Florida government and get back to kicking ass as we enjoy him. But because he's running for president now, it's hurting his popularity numbers. It's hurting him in That's his own state. And he kind of looks like an ass right now out of it. He's kind of cocky and arrogant when he's in these... Uh, these, uh, yeah, debates. because here's what's here's how here's how popular Governor Ron is with the union pirate. My sister, who teaches sixth grade science outside of Nashville, Tennessee, said there were plenty of kids wearing Ron DeSantis shirts. And I told her, how the fuck does an 11 year old know anything about a governor, much less a governor of another state? And she goes, that's how popular he is. I'm like, Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because as a kid, as an 11 year old, I didn't even know who our own governor was. I didn't give a shit. Well, he's traveled to states like Iowa and out. Well, I got to think about the times. We have the internet now. We we have way more TV than you and I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you and I grew up. We're lucky if we had five channels, right? We've we've got we've got 300 channels of nothing to watch now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that's just a joke. There's phone news, internet. That's what I'm talking news, about. You Facebook got YouTube. News. You got Rumble. You got as earlier before with the Snapchat. Yeah. You've you've got TikTok. Yeah. There and I bet you even 90 percent of those stories are bullshit. Well, nonetheless, Trump talks about Ron, calls him the sanctimonium and all. Yeah, that. he does the names. And Trump has his own social media, yes, Truth Social. You yeah. got Twitter. So I'm just saying that I guess. I shouldn't be so surprised that the kids in Tennessee know about Ron DeSantis because we do have more access to information these days. I was looking at it from my standpoint when I was 11 years old, going to Williams Elementary out off of 41st Street and everything, and I had a good time at that ghetto school. I did. But it's like the way I thought then and way I see kids thinking now, I'm kind of impressed, actually, for an 11-year-old to know that because I didn't give a shit about that when I was that age. Well, I really sure did it. That's a rare instance that maybe those kids are just maybe well-learned kids. You know, maybe they just like to. Well, my sister's said she's learned more about Ron DeSantis from her kids than she did the news. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and she's not in either side. She, she's an independent. She's, in the she's an independent free thinker. She, she votes for whoever, you know, for whoever the hell she wants. And then that's, that's pretty much what I've gone to. But either way, back, back to the topic of the debate, man. I just, uh, I'm with you on that. I think that was a mistake for him. But again, maybe if he's self -sab if he's sabotaging this election, he doesn't care because he'll, well, most he'll the, change tactics in 2028. Most of the debate just talked about their, you know, just like the regular presidential debate, all they do is talk about what I did before, what I what uh, and I well, and they tell you your number. Record. Well, and that, my problem with Gavin Newsom is he kept he kept telling Sean Hannity basically and Ron DeSantis that all your numbers are wrong. Those are wrong. That's false. Those are not facts. And Sean Hannity had to point out, like with the whole um, residential thing, the people, the number of people sure. moving out of California, the number of people yeah, moving into Florida, you know, and, like and, and he says, you are in, even Sean Hannity had to call him out. Are you, are you saying, are you saying that the, um, who, who does the census? Are you saying the census 
Bureau is putting out he false information. That. Yeah, he denied that as well. Right. Yeah. And that so was he's my. He's just deflecting information. Right. And, and that's, that was my main problem with God, um, um, yeah. Gavin Newsom. He just kept on denying or saying, I'm factual and your yeah. numbers are wrong, yeah. even though half of the information didn't even come from Ron DeSantis. It came from the moderator, Sean Hannity. Sure. And what I think should have came out of this, if I was Newsom or if I was Ron, I think I would say, you know, I'm going to, you know, run as a future candidate for this, you know, United States of America. And this is what I would provide for the country. This is what I'm going to do for the country. Yeah all, yeah. all they did was argue about their state and their state, their state, my track record, what we did, what you did go back and forth. And we already know the past. I want to know what the hell are you going to do to fix the sling that this country's in right now? Yeah, because I don't, we I don't, are in a sling. and I, you know, and I, I know, I know, I understand in a way why people voted for Joe Biden over Donald Trump. I, uh, personality wise and all the other stuff, half of it being bullshit, but whatever. I understand why, if we're just going to go by the merits of the election, why Joe Biden became president. However, look at the shit we are in right now under Joe Biden and even people who voted for him has lost confidence and are coming out. We had a black lives matter guy say he's endorsing Trump, which I'm like, what the hell we had John Fetterman the other day on this view, which I can't stand that show, but I watched the clips. He was actually for once coherent. He was talking about how it's not right that that Congressman Santos got expelled Yet on the Democrat side, Senator Bob Menendez, as corrupt as the day can be, has been brought up on so many allegations and charges, yet he is still a U.S. senator. But this congressman, you know, so what I'm what I'm what my point being, I'm starting to see more Democrats coming to the center and seeing things for what they what they truly are. But you've got these people out there still with Joe Biden that they're either lost confidence or still defend them because he has a D behind their name. Like, like I had an argument with some friends about the whole pay for play, the corruption scandal and everything. The first thing they told me was right out of the MSDNC talking points is there's no evidence. And I'm like, Holy crap. And I'm glad we really didn't get into it too much because I did point out some other factual things to them that I was like, oh, so kind of like Russia collusion with Trump, right? There was overwhelming evidence for that, right? And of course, instead of answering or following up to my statement, they deflected. So that's why I think in a lot of ways, it's, it's hard to argue politics with people on the opposite side too much because they, they see what they want to see. And you know what? I'm, I'm just as guilty as that too. But I feel like I pride myself a little more that I don't just use one news source to see what's going on, where there are still too many people, especially the older generation. They still watch the nightly news. They still watch the local news. They don't get on the Internet. They still have the newspaper delivered to their house. Or now they have to go on the iPad because I think the only paper we have here, the Tampa Bay Times, is all digital now. Yes. You know, they don't even deliver. I think they still do the Sunday paper. But that's it. Because, hey, it costs a lot of money to print all that shit. Hey, an environment and all that. Hey, I'm I'm into that too. It's like why why are you wasting money printing all this newspaper when, you know, it's right here. And I get some of the old schoolness of like like my Xbox. I still buy the disc. You know, I know some people who still buy CDs. Hey, look, records are taking off. Yes, it's a little bit of old technology. I get it, but 
getting back to the cusp of this debate here, man, I just, uh, I stopped after 40 minutes like yourself. I just like, this is, this is garbage. I just, yeah, I, I actually just, once it was over with, I switched the channel towards the end. Yeah. I watched I something else. This, this was just, uh, blah, 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 fest and, and maybe even rigged. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. um, I, I, you know, it just, I don't think it was very productive. I don't, I don't know if it was rigged. It was just, it was just, uh, I don't know, man. It just, it was just, uh, it was just a shit show, man. It, it, it's really what it was. It was it was a shit show, and if if it, let's just say hypothetically, these two are the candidates, I wouldn't vote for either one of them. <laughs> it just seems like nowadays. I used to watch some of the the um, debates, like back when Reagan or George Bush or some of the other presidents back way back then when they would when they would debate. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of the bickering. I mean, there was some shots thrown in different directions but nothing like these people do nowadays it feels nastier it's a lot nastier and, and and they don't follow protocol they 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 talk over each other when it's not their turn they you know the the, the thing about they if, talk too long sometimes because you're only well, they, well right they, they they don't follow the rules and they talk over each other so especially at the last couple republican debates when you had seven or eight of these people up there oh my god couldn't hear anything. It was just they were you know, back and forth. They need to cut off their mics, is what they should. Yeah, do. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It was just all this. Yeah, dude. It was it was crazy, and, man. And remember in high school there was debate class. Yeah, and I never went to, but at least it was talk, listen, counterpoint, talk, and then you can rebuke, and then you move on to the next subject, and that's it. Yeah, when I you was know? doing my show back then in them days, I actually went to a debate type of event and yep. we filmed a little bit and interviewed a little bit and you learned and a couple things see what was going on behind yeah, the yeah you got educated on the process they had rules and processes that they and they, people followed them didn't they they? they had to or they got points taken away from the right debate. right so they did follow well there them. ain't no points for these dickheads no they're just, well their points are their polls i their guess points are their polls and that's what they're trying to do is get these zingers in so they can look that's what it is a lot is a lot of zingers but you know it's just a lot of <laughs> You know, that's that's what it felt like. So and that's what I feel like the this whole election is gonna be like. God shit show. And we're getting into election season soon, folks. Well, Pirate, we've done a pretty long show here, so why don't we go ahead and wrap it up? No after show today. No after show. Um this week's song is from arguably one of my favorite rock bands of all time. Uh I wouldn't say number one, but it's a one point five. Um it's Van Halen. And this is from the, this song is called Don't Tell Me What Love Can Do. And this is from their 1995 album, Balance, which uh, we could use a lot of balance these days, right? And it wasn't a hit song, but the album is called Balance. So, uh, and this is, by the way, Sammy Hagar's last album he did with Van Halen. He never recorded another record with him again. So, you know, kind of a sad thing that uh, they're gearing up for a tribute com tour next year with without any of the Van Halens, which is kind of weird, but... You know, Sammy was part of Van Halen. He can do that. Yeah, I like me some Hagar. I like me some Halen. So let it rip, Chewy. And um, everybody out there, you have a great week. And uh, keep on promoting Pirate and Chewy podcast. Yes. Everybody you know. Yeah, all, all over the road with Pirate and Chewbacca at www.akibonoradio.com. Email us at akibonoradio at gmail.com. We are on Twitter. Just look for at Akibonoradio. We are on Facebook. 
look at on or Facebook. I'm using your terms. You're, you're rubbing off on me. Facebook. Sorry. Cause a lot of people are like, I don't know what fake book is. Um, <laughs> but I will have the link, um, in our show notes as well. So you do have to find us through the website if you can't find us, but just search on Facebook for all over the road with pirate and Chewbacca. And, uh, we'll be talking to y'all soon. Yo, ho, ho. It's okay, I do what I want if I choose. Now I'm saved